Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the time has arrived for the long-anticipated West Coast Marathon. This is Ryan Vernell, host of the Ryan Show FM, and I touched down in L.A. very recently, just yesterday, and it's been quite the experience. This is not my first time on the West Coast. However, it is my first time in California. The lovely Elena Karras and all of our friends here at TK Radio Studios have been just so amazing to me. I've gone out and tasted the glory of Roscoe's Fried Chicken deadly but delicious went out and tried dave's hot chicken really i'm just obsessed with fried chicken if you listen to the show you know that already but we have hours and hours of content coming your way that's going to be spaced out over the next month as i take my holiday break we're gonna have independent artists from all over the country different celebrities from here on the west coast come through and visit us and we're gonna leave it up to you the listeners to stick with us for this entire marathon lots of good music coming your way some independent artists that submitted tracks we're going to put some light on them so much to look forward to folks don't go nowhere we're going to be back soon with elena Karras herself of tkk radio and c3 of anime hip-hop to get things started off for this year's west coast marathon this is the ryan show fm and we will return let's get it started baby Coast Marathon continues right here on TKK Radio. This is indeed the Ryan Show FM with your host Ryan Vernell, and I'm joined by the owner, an absolute Amazon in the sense of she's a female in charge. 
Amazon. Yeah, female boss. Amazon. Ooh. Amazon's used to run the, the whole jungle. Don't Ooh. you know that, Elena? <laughs> Elena. Thank you so much. Yes, yeah, Karis that's accurate. is in the building. Oh, did I just do that? Second week in a row. Did I just? No. No, please give it up for yourself. <laughs> and wow, you Thank came you on so just much. this week. It, was, it wasn't necessarily a full-on interview, but it was more of just us hanging and plugging this event. Yeah. Oh, man. Amazing event, by the way. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been working together, and uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, go ahead and introduce. We have a very special guest right here with Cease Three. Uh, and to be honest, uh, we he's he's we've got a photo oh, of C three right on this wall. A lot of history up on that. Yeah, wall. that's wow. what I want to talk about because we're talking about this work that we've been putting together. Yeah. You know, behind this, C three and I were out the night before we did that show. We were out. I I was going home at like one or two, and he was producing that event with the Underground Hip Hop Blog. We had uh, Amir says nothing. That's that's legend. That was that night. That was that not that was that the day, day the day we were the same day because yeah. it was like I was getting home around two or something from the Lexington and you were like straight up running it so you were probably less sleep than me. Wow, I remember that man. It, it was crazy. Is L.A. Weekly did a. Uh, they did a, a a blur. They did like an article on us, you know, from that night, like because we sold it out in a mirror. Wow. You know, that was the, it was one of it cause, was dope. Yeah, because that was that's what helped us move to catch one. You oh, know what wow. I mean? We, we packed out the Lexington so so many times. They was like, yeah, we need bigger space, wow. <laughs> right? And you know who else came through that night was Jay Reed from the Jay Reed show. Oh, Jerry, yeah, 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 he came through. So hey, we we go back far. It's been over. I feel like a decade. Yeah, ten years. But man, this. I mean, Ryan. I mean, look. This is a time for us to give you your roses. <laughs> oh, so man. we're at TKK Radio, Thank right? You. I know people are listening on the radio, Lord. but they can't see. What's around us right now? I mean, wow. she has put the blood, sweat, and tears into this building. It's real visible, talk, real talk, on every single wall with the couches. I mean, mm. the story behind the opening of TKK Studios yeah. is legendary. Are you even comfortable sharing the true vision behind it and the true inspiration? Because I've been thinking a lot Man. about it since you told me. Man, gets I know. <laughs> it gets so deep, so and it's deep. like how deep? Because like we were kind of talking about that on the Colsat crew. Well, we're trying to do this like more intimate setting and everything, and then I felt like I started talking about it, and then they were like, "Okay, maybe that's a little too deep. Uh, bring it back. Uh, like maybe." Oh nah, man, go so, deep into it. We need to know everything. Man, well, how? Okay, so what are you, what is your example? Well, my example. What were you thinking? Not of? all of the background details, but I would right. say let's start with the red wall. The story of okay. the vision All of right. the red wall, because that's where things get really trippy to me. Right. And, you know, we have conspiracy theorists on this show, <laughs> people that have been abducted by aliens, and oh, the government is true. kidnapped and anally probed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All types Man. of good stuff. Yeah, so and I'm not saying that you're in this realm of conspiracy, but I'm saying that it's almost that bizarre, especially to someone that's a secular guy. Right. But it was a very, very... Yeah. Riveting story, and I, and you know, has me thinking about it right now. So, if you don't mind, That's would you mind telling us the story of the yeah. red wall? Oh, wow. yeah. the wall that sits right wow. on the other side of that door, and then like it's incredible because this guy right here has got an album called Spirit Language. So Spirit it's language. just like, yeah. Um, so we'll we'll start with that. Um, we'll start with this last year. I moved back uh, from from Texas to California uh, earlier this year in February. Uh, midsummer, I joined like a very old, uh, you know, I had, uh, 
a prayer group that I had been in, you know, yeah. years back. And uh, we had a prayer challenge. And so I got I got really into the prayer challenge. It's like a 40-day like prayer book and so i just started praying and so i was gonna say it's like a competition yeah. like who prays the hardest yeah i know who prays <laughs> prays the hardest. everyone had like their own style because yeah. it was like journaling and i started jo- journaling and it was crazy because i'm so glad i journaled because like i documented like all this stuff that was happening mm-hmm. and um but at, i mean i had names I, I it started off with like a blank almost like a blank sheet and i went in and i was praying about stuff like i don't like this person and i want to pray that they get better you know (laughs) and i was pointing the finger at everyone right and then it went from that and then and then like god just started revealing and showing me things and i really wasn't it i didn't know what to expect yeah you know, but he kept, you know, drawing me back to like uh, different dreams that I had back in the day of like um, coming back and like owning my own station, like gutting it, get gutting the old station uh, and coming with a new station and 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 removing like all of the filth, basically. Right. And right. separating that. And um so I remember that specific dream and in that dream, I was actually in this building that we're sitting in right now. Um, uh, years back I did, we were here actually. C3 is a witness. We were here. We were with another station. Absolutely. And um, so, yeah, I just went with that dream. Uh that. Is this literally the same room that the other station was in? No, it was upstairs. Oh, that's right. You know, and that's when I when I came here, that's where I went. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's all bad. yeah. And so that was what was like really incredible. I yeah. was like, okay, so you're telling me to go back. To, you know, you're bringing these dreams. I just took all these different dreams that God, I believe, like throughout the years, put in my heart with the industry. And I'm just putting together pieces. And I had these names written down and I was praying. And I had, you know, in 2020, I had opened up a internet radio station and I had done that. But then COVID hit and all this stuff happened. And uh, with, um, you know, with the George, uh, 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 I was, George, George Floyd. Floyd. Yeah. Um, it was just, uh, it was good in a bad time to open up the station, but I got the experience that I needed during that time right. um, for this specific mm. experience, you know, to open up a physical yeah. station and everything. So, yeah, I ended up like, you know, knocking that off. And, and, and so um, when I began to pray and, uh, God just showed me all these different things. And so I just, I was like, you know what? I started coming to the parking lot here and started praying. Mm. And I was like, all right. I guess people call that manifestation. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'd I just say so. started going in faith. I'm like, okay, God, if this is supposed to be my place, you know, um, I'm just going to start praying about it. And then um, I had, yeah, I one day I was in my prayer closet and I had a name written down and I said, God, I just really, you know, I had worked with her when I had my internet radio station, a yeah. uh, shout out to, uh, my girl in New York, Tamika, um, 
she has she's a producer of Dope and Unsigned. Uh, mm-hmm. It was one of our original series here on TKK Radio. Really wanted to work with her again because we worked really well. And as I was praying about her and how the Lord, you know, how could I, how could I use her? Um, I had this vision of her in this room with a, a, a deep red wall. And it was like one wall was red and the other one was like a beige, you know, a light color. Uh, and it was just like, um, all these artists were coming in and out like a revolving door, you know? And then not even after I was done praying, you know, she hit me up on text message and she's just like, Hey girl, you know, I really wanted to, I I just really wanted to, Mm -hmm. I've really been thinking about running a internet radio and I was just like, dude, I can't even believe this. Yeah. So (laughs) I told her everything. And so, um, I started praying the whole, this whole story is crazy. I'll bring, I'll, 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 I'll stop real soon. <laughs> we're almost at the red yeah, wall. We're, yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. We're almost at the red wall. So I managed to find the property, you know, manager for this suite and, um, they had two suites available. The guy said, not the one upstairs, but I said, <laughs> I want the one upstairs. <laughs> and ha- even in my journal, I had like visions of, of, okay, I had this room. Okay. Kale, uh, you know, the old station had this room, this room, this room. And then, then I had one room that I didn't know what was inside that room. Um, so I had it like all mapped out and everything, but when he showed me this room, it had like all the rooms plus that mystery room <laughs> that I didn't know what to do with. And is this the mystery room? It was, this is the mystery room. The bro- <laughs> Yeah. It, well, you know, if you just turn it around and stuff, but yeah, uh, <laughs> um, inside this, this room was a red wall and I was just like, you gotta be kidding me. And I asked the guy, I said, you know, it was, is there any reason why <laughs> the wall's red? And they're like, oh no. He's like, the, the, the last people just painted it red. You can do whatever you want. You can just paint over it. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so the people before. <laughs> so you didn't, so this is it right behind us right here. Is It's this red wall or is it the it's one that's not, out there? It's the one in our TKK lounge. And it is, it's really, um, it's really crazy. Um, but we ended up going with a whole red theme. And so now we have a red wall in the broadcasting room. We have a red uh, wall in my office. Um, we have a red wall, you know, right outside the the recording studio. I mean, this thing has everything, but, um, yeah, enough about me. Let's 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 give a little time to see uh, over here. Cause, What's uh, up? What's good? We have a, a quick cameo here, and we don't really get to get him. And uh, ah. we've got I mean, a whole that marathon. That is an incredible story. Though, really quick, that is an incredible yeah. story. To those yeah. listeners that are out there, wow, know, that's not faith or, or something out there. I don't know what it is. It's you know something's watching over you. I feel like I'm I'm gonna have I'm just gonna have to have a book because I it, there's just so much details. Yeah, and there's it's all about faith and it's really i felt i feel like god's telling me to build an ark you know and i'm not sure why i'm like i'm building this ark you know yeah. but but i'm building it for the people elena's it's, ark it's, it's this no is what- 
this is God. This is yeah. God's vision for our community. It's Absolutely. not. It's Absolutely. not. I'm just building this. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's people like the Ryan Show and Jay Reed and and the C3s and and our guests behind us, the Tory K's. Like these are these are. This is what the station is about. It's about taking back. Um, and and building our community, building independent businesses, making them stronger, connecting people, connecting the dots, and making sure that we grow as a community because everything I just feel is very top heavy right now. And there's just either you're you're eating like too good or you're hardly eating. And Absolutely. we need more platforms and we need more platforms like to be able to speak our minds and not have to worry about getting this whole cancellation. And you can do that. You can do that here. So you on. can't get canceled on TKK not, radio. You said mm-mm. it. Really. That's right. That's why the J. Let's Reed shows here. Yeah. Say what you got to say, man. Yeah. Say what you got to say. Man. But talk about roses again, man. C3. This is this guy's a legend right here. Ah, thank you. I appreciate it. So C three, if you could let us know, let us know what you got going on. Where can they find you, the audience out there, so they can tune into your show? Okay, yeah. You can go to animehiphop.com, uh A N I M E uh hip hop. Uh yeah, basically we we got three different it's a multimedia company we have three different parts to it one being a publishing another being a production other being touring uh, publications uh, this is how it started through publications there was this project that we started it was my first album and I was like man I want to do something different you know um, and I've, I've always been a comic book fan so I was like why not create a comic, you know? Um, but instead of creating a comic, let's, how would they be able to experience it? I wanted people to be able to experience the, the characters, um, without being able to, with, with, alone being able to read it. So the video game idea, um, came up. And, and then I'm on tour, I'm out, and people are telling me, hey, you're the first person to ever put all of these medias into one project. And I'm like, Wait a minute. What about this person? What about? And I just kept kept you know uh, persevering and and getting out there and seeing you know what what they wanted. And uh, and this this company of anime and hip hop came came into uh, came into view, which I wanted to change the way that people experience music, you know, hip hop music uh, per se, because it's it's like you listen to it, you don't really get to dive in and experience it and. And you know, I wanted, I just wanted to to change uh, or or evolve the way that people listen to music. I like it, and anime and hip hop. People don't realize it, but it, it goes good together. You can take some hip hop and play it over anime. I noticed that. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll see that on oh, IG yeah. sometimes. What? Oh yeah, it's absolutely. Perfect. Oh yeah, so it's it's meant to be sometimes. So this there's is some a big stuff going blazer on. right here it, when it comes to anime and hip hop right here, especially because of what you told me the other day. Are we allowed to make the announcement as to what's being put together behind the scenes or is this oh, not a formal uh no okay. let him let him yeah let's <laughs> yeah we'll take the foot off the gas and slow down there <laughs> but where can they listen to the show uh, they can listen to it on uh on youtube uh we we are launching on spotify as well so they'll be able to listen to that within the, the coming weeks what's the best anime of all time the best oh man you know it's a tough question what me personally yeah. i'm gonna say i'm gonna say the, 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 the yu yu haka show you know what i mean mm-hmm. the yu yu haka show is all time is my all-time favorite so you know and i, I have to you know kind of kind of be universal as well because one of the greatest is dragon ball z but oh for sure that's yeah. you know don't ask me 
<laughs> that's my only anime that I really, really know the ins and outs of. It's amazing, bro. It's, it's absolutely amazing, especially so with the super, the super arc. It it completely took it to a new level, to new heights. Um, Goku versus Superman, who would win? Goku's winning that. Really? You know why? Why? It's because all I need is kryptonite. Fair enough, but hey. where, how's he going to get it? How does how, he's not the brightest star in the, guy, the sky? He's a great fighter, but what's so dope? What's kryptonite. so cool about Goku is he has instant transmission. Oh, very good point. I didn't even think about that. He could literally go to Krypton, that's the planet, right? And just grabs Krypton. Wow, so he would beat Superman. He would beat Superman. Unless it's, Superman was so fast that he grabbed him while he was, I guess instant transmission is faster than Superman. This is the thing, Superman though. Yeah, yeah. And then if, if Superman can't even beat Flash. Wow. He can't even beat Flash in a race, so it's no way. Well, yeah, he can, but he barely beat Flash, and that's wow. a problem. If you're barely beating Flash, you're not touching Goku. So then who's the most powerful cartoon character of all time? One Punch. <laughs> hey, it's stupid because you got to check it out. It's like they do everything just to get on his nerves. People could be fighting, could be wars all around yeah. him, and then as soon as he gets mad, he like, he just looks at you. It's like, you know, and punches you one time, it's over. So it doesn't matter who you are. Look, it's stupid. I, I know the creator. Yeah, look, but bro. what if what if you he misses the punch? What if he can't land a hit? That's the thing. He never misses. He, oh, he never misses. Okay. Uh-uh. So literally, there's just no... It's literally... I hate that these comic book nerds get just figured out. Like, the, the <laughs> writers get in touch. You know what it is? Like, they, they just keep coming up with ways to keep getting better and better. There's no way to beat these guys. There's then. no way to beat them. Damn. But the thing is, is this is the thing. Like, you know, I feel like there is a gimmick. <laughs> like, one punch. Like, it's stupid, bro. It's stupid. Oh, that's such a gimmick. I feel like it should be. That's it's like not a DQ. fair. It's not fair. I mean, that's like, I okay. I, I'm not, I don't know a lot about the anime, but. I, I this reminds me of childhood playing with childhood friends and then <laughs> and they, they come out with win. right they come out with that impossible move that's like no oh no yeah, mine's exactly. indestructible it's KO nothing beats it and I'm like wait a second Exodia they really came up with a, a character that does that hey, okay and y'all gotta look at the show and then you'll, okay. you'll, you'll you know what I mean what it, does that mean though to beat somebody with one punch like does it literally kill the person does it knock them out completely it just takes them out of the game like what is this one punch it do exactly? kills you it deliberate it deliberate it's done you're you are you are terminated from the universe wow that is deep that is super deep all right so i don't want to make you a hater i don't want to appear like a hater but what's the most overrated anime of all time because i've i've tried watching so many besides dragon ball z i just can't get into them maybe because yeah. i was a kid but i feel like sometimes it's just a little bit too much it's hard to follow the most overrated anime if you had to pick one <laughs> uh the most overrated anime <laughs> damn this probably get me in trouble Uh-oh. um especially if you're gonna try to book them next year Right? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you book him? He's overrated. <laughs> okay, how about this? Oh. I'm gonna be political with this one. All right. So the most overrated animes is the animes that aren't that aren't written by the original creators. You know what I mean? So, I like uh, yeah. So like, usually it it goes somewhere else, and we're not able to to identify what. What truly was the, the the aesthetic it started with, and um, yeah, so I can say that I could say that uh, <laughs> Pokemon. I love Pokemon. Listen, I love Pokemon, but I feel like it's overrated. Oh, for certain, I, I, it, great game, horrible. What about TV show. the the Pokemon Go? 
Pokemon I'm Go. I'm just setting you up for cancellation <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Look, you know what? If you can't give me something that I can actually put on VR and I can feel the movements okay. when Charizard yeah. through the, yeah. you feel me? I don't right. want to be about to get hit by a car just to catch okay. a Pokemon. All right. right. Exactly. I know. These Pokemon deaths. Shouldn't be happening. No, no, no. I got nine lives. I've been hit by like ten cars. I just like. Let me kidding. Yeah, it's a dangerous game, and and especially while you're driving. Because that's we're all guilty, right? When Mewtwo, I, when you see Mewtwo. Out, we were driving, and we were playing that. Yeah, I did not see Mewtwo. I, did, I played it for like two weeks, and then totaled my car, and that was no, it was bad. I played it for a while, and it was just dangerous. Too much. Oh no! I already crashed my car as it is constantly. Yeah, bro. Please, you need the GPS. You need the little yeah. holder, cup holder, GPS. You know what I mean? Mm. Put the phone in there. That's the way to do could. it. Yeah. And then it's safer. And right. it's safer. So good to know. And then yeah, you just flip up. Right yeah, there, flip up. Pokemon. Go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, fair enough. So, where can they find you on IG? That's where the kids are. Yeah, we want these people. If they're going to be playing, cell, uh, what is it? Pokemon on their phones, driving around, listening to the radio. They might as well be listening to. Your yeah, show. yeah. You where might as well type anime hip hop in on Instagram. You know, and follow us. And we're gonna be dropping some new apps, some new things that you can uh, you can play while you drive as well. Wow, yo, I'm so excited about the video <laughs> games. So real quick, because we, we have a whole bunch of people waiting. But what do we have to look forward to with this video game? Oh man. Man, so the video game is based off the comic book. So you get to actually experience the characters. Um, the synopsis of the of the comic book in the video game is the station of reincarnation is taken over by the goddess of the wind, and the past sends the future uh, a message for help. So when this happens, it's it's uh, it's blending two worlds. It's blending um, an ancient world. Is into is 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 blending. And an urban world um, but I, I, what what I really wanted to focus on with this because the project is called spirit language so I wanted to sp- focus on the the spiritual knowledge I wanted to focus on um, on uh, on um, on really just the transparency of the game and being able to 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 f- actually learn why why you're you're you know you're playing a game as well and you know just give a, a, a added touch to it all right is it gonna be rated M is it gonna be rated M ah! Look, man. I, right now, crazy. right now it's right now it's uh it's E for everyone. Okay, good. So I guess uh, you know the kids out there can play it. I try to play games, but if it's not Grand Theft Auto, I'm like you the know devil what? On it's, your shoulder, it, baby. It's gonna be really close to yeah. it. It's, oh, really? it's gonna be really close to it. Okay. But you know, but you're doing good things. You're not committing crimes. You're helping people. I mean, that's all perception. Ooh, very good point. Mm-hmm. Very good point. Yeah, we. I was just talking to somebody yesterday, and we was talking about angles, yeah. angles and angels. You know what I mean? Like, Ooh. like how how you know angels are able to see they see it from all angles. You know what I mean? That's what yeah. why they're so open. And then somebody who who only see it one way is more so eh, demonic, right? Because it's like yeah. fire. Like you you light something on fire, you it's going to continue to burn. Uh, uh, unlike the other elements, which can subside together. You know what I mean? Wise man once told me, "Fear is the devil." Yeah, fear is the devil. That's right. Fear. Wise man as an Eric Sermon. Eric Sermon yeah, really believes that. <laughs> Sat me down. He's like, "Rise, like show no fear. Fear is the devil." Mm. I had a baby on the way. Sat me down. He's like, "You'll be okay." That's magic. It's magic, That's magic right there. It's a magic man, and you're a magic man too. That's why we're gonna follow you on anime hip hop. Damn it. Oh, yeah, man. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, thank you for C3. having me at the Ryan Show, man. I appreciate it. It's good to finally have you, man. We've got work to do. Oh, I hear yeah. there's going to be a lot of good stuff coming up. So, everybody, follow the bed. Follow us at the Ryan Show. If you're tuned into TKK Radio, thank you. If you're tuned in one of our other wonderful stations, thank you as well. 
This is the Ryan Show FM West boom, Coast boom, boom, Marathon. Boom. And we will be back. Don't go nowhere. We out. What no be a bit? You look good now you carry. Long time I watch I'm a one chat. You are going like you know one chat to me. So what I'm doing? Tell him what the f I'm going now. Creeping down the back street on D's. I got my conkers. Won't ease. No soon as I said it. Seems I got sweated by some with a nine trying to take mine. You want to make noise, make noise. I'll make a phone call my coming like the Gotti boys. Being filed on Greenleaf with the f- cut off. I'm straight, so listen to the play by play, day by day. Rolling in my phone with 16 switches. And got sounds for the cocking all the riches. Got the hollow points for the snitches. So won't you just walk on by? Cause I'm too hard to lift. And know this ain't Aerosmith. It's the DRE from the CPT on a riding spree, a straight G. Hop back as I pop my top, you trip. I let the hollow voice commence to pop, 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 yeah. Cause if it don't stop, I have to put my sh in reverse. Go back and take another spot. Cause I'm rolling in my six foot. With all the n saying. Hell yeah. With all the n saying. Just another what everybody's saying. Hell yeah. What everybody's saying. Well, that was quick, but we are back. This is indeed the Ryan Show FM. The West Coast Marathon continues. New York to L.A., L.A. to New York. Really, we're all over the country inside of this live stream right now as we're taking this West Coast Marathon into cyberspace. That's right, straight out of TKK Studios, live in Los Angeles, Posner land right here in the Hamptons. And we've got two guests with us. We're trying to cover a lot of space within the country right now because we're pretty much on a triangle if you look at us on the map we've got like a triangle around the united states right now if you're looking at the stream we've got lucky mozzie here we've got little pimp in here the dog pound is in the house hey, hey, everybody no. give it up put your hands together god damn it what's going on gentlemen it's good to have you here it's good, good to be here, here brother i mean it's uh it's quite the space that we're covering why don't we let the listeners know where you guys are located right now you first mozzie Oh, well, you know what, man? I'm from Chicago, and that's where we at with it. You're in Chicago right this second. Well, I'm from Chicago. Right this second, I'm in Cleveland, actually. So what are you doing in Cleveland? Oh, you know, just making it happen, doing a little bit of radio, working, you know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's the connection, Chicago to Cleveland. How far away is Chicago from Cleveland? About a four-hour trip. Four Not that trip, bad. Okay. Yeah. It's a stone's throw in the middle of nowhere. It is. It really is, way. though. So it's, it's always a connection between Cleveland and Chicago. And Lil Pippin, where are you located today? Oh, I'm out here in sunny Las Vegas, man. 
happy Halloween, everybody. Y'all be safe up out there tonight. I bet in Vegas, you really got to be safe out there. Oh, yeah, it's going up tonight once again. It's going to be closed down. They're going to be walking around having drinks and having fun. Man, I tell you, Halloween, just an incredible time. I mean, you used to look forward to wearing masks. Now it's just the regular, though, you know? Yeah, I guess ready. now it's becoming less normal. But, guys, you've got some great new music out. I like how you can hear in the sound that it's a Chicago West Coast type connection. It's a very unique song. What you is. guys are pushing these days. So why don't you tell us about your song with Corrupt? You guys are teaming up heavy with the Dog Pound. Well, you know, I'm from the Dog Pound. I'm I'm Big Pimpin' Son. I come through the game behind Dr. Dre. End up doing all my years and my days with Snoop Dogg, my, my, still my partner right now. So, you know, yeah, I, I watched the, the forming of Death Row, the breakup of Death Row on the No Limit. Back to where the dog is right now. A star on Hollywood Boulevard, one of the biggest stars in the game. And it really hasn't got anywhere. This is a resurgence now. <laughs> Death Row. Definitely. Amazing resurgence of the West Coast, man. And Dog Pound. Uh, again, Trey, Trey made this happen. Um, and we produced a hit. We went in there and we produced a hit. A smash hit. What's up, Ty? What's and, going on with you? Yeah, yeah, man. And uh, Corrupt laid it down. And the world knows what Corrupt is about. And, uh, and what does that say about us? Just want to let you know. Uh, what he did on BET, what he did for us. I really want to thank Trey, little pimpin' man. You really did your thing, and I appreciate you, brother. What I'm supposed to do. I'm going to do what I say always. Great song. And and you can see that's where the connections come into play there. Like you say, to be born into the dog pound, born into hip-hop royalty like that. That must have been an incredible experience as a kid. Oh, uh, man, I'm working on my life story right now and a documentary, so you'll be getting ready to see it real soon. It's, it's so what do you plan on? Uh, how how does that work? Are you having somebody help you come up with, like, a script, or is it more of a documentary? Uh, I wrote the script. I write movies as well, so I've I, I been wrote my script, but right now I'm just uh, changing up some of the scenes to make it a little bit more hotter, but um, definitely it's going to be in book form as well. I'm going to have a script being sold in book form but we're getting ready to start casting the movies and everything right now after this next film that i'm doing called downward departure with uh, chuck archie but i okay, agree yeah, but uh yeah we, we working on movies and films right now that's what we're going at that's what we're taking our music to the soundtracks man we're going to bring back those good soundtracks like above the rim and things like that awesome well that's you guys got all the key components you need right to put something out and now independently you really can put out a movie you don't need some insane Hollywood backing dealing with these pedophiles of Hollywood. Oh, wait. that, Jesus. Um, yeah. All right. So in walks the youth. Or I should say in streams the youth. We got my boy calling in from uh, from where exactly? Uh, Las Vegas. Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, wow. Okay. People holding it down out in Vegas. Yes, sir. Good stuff. So the West Coast Marathon has not technically left the West Coast at all. No. We're out here. Yeah. Yeah, we so, are here. Vegas hip hop, there's not a lot of culture built around it that we know about mainstream. How would you guys, let's start there really quick before we get into Lucky Mozzie and the single and the collaboration. Just out of curiosity, how would you guys describe the Las Vegas hip hop scene? You want me to speak? You want to speak? I would describe it as, um, I would describe it as emerging. I feel like now, um, 
you are right. There is a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of time um, that we've taken um, where, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of time that we don't have or that we've taken put towards, you know, our artists kind of just creating. So we didn't have really too much of a platform um, as the artists, but a lot of the city has stepped up and kind of made outlets for us to be able to go and showcase our talent, showcase some of, um, you know, well, right now, I want you to know there's a lot, a lot of good artists up out here in Las Vegas, Nevada. And for the last 20 years, I've been allowing them to get on my stage, doing open mics, opening up for artists. I promote concerts up out here. I promote small shows and a lot of events. So most of the entertainers up out here have been on the stage with me. I have footage of them performing. It's just this is a competition city. This city is based upon competition. So it's not a togetherness with hip hop in this city. It's who's want to be the best rapper. They'd rather battle rap than come together as a team and make good songs and good music. So the the, the, the competition in Las Vegas, if they would just kill their egos and come together, it could be a better scene because there's a lot, a lot of good artists that's up out here that's ready to go. You know what I mean? It's just part of hip hop, it seems. I'm not yeah. a hip hop artist, but I will say that it was built on competition. Yeah. People beefing with each other, arguing. And when you think about it, it's it brings out some of the best music and some of the best worries. Everyone's just, you know, trying to be the best. But yeah, and I, f I feel like it's not just Vegas, but it's really everywhere. I'll have artists from Buffalo on that are, you know, Griselda artists, and they say that the home is where the hate is. And it seems to be the same thing everywhere. And maybe it Man. has to do with this competition that you speak of. Yeah. You got Instead that. Of everybody just working together. But hey, I guess that's the story of humanity. It ain't just right. Las Vegas hip hop. Let me tell you. That's the story that was written for us. It, that's what they wanted us to do. They wanted us to combat each other because they, if we came together and made all our moves together, we'll be that much more powerful. So the narrative that was set for us was battle rap. Talk about females, talk about chains, talk about shooting, talk about selling drugs. You know, if you don't really have any other uplifting in your music, you might not get no airplay these days. If you're not on drugs and using drugs, talking about sipping syrup, you might not get no airplay at all. You know, it's the positive songs that just don't make it, you know. And it's not just airplay. They won't even get viewed. I don't right. know if you see what's uh, trending they have a whole, The program directors have a whole agenda. On what oh, to play sure. right now and, and and where and who's listening and what demographics should listen to it. And that's why we just killed it with this track right here. It brings back the West Coast flavor. It it, it yes. promotes the West Coast style. It, it brings back lyricism and corrupt. Lace this joint. I Please mean, you got to get it. You know you got to get it. It, it. And again, little Pippin verse. It's really my favorite verse. It's so hard. It's so hard. And I know she really, really rolling with it. Oh, my God. It's yeah. so hard. It's just so hard. And, and 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 believe me, Corrupt is definitely number one. But as my boy and my homie, oh, my God. Uh, Trey versus just Lil' Pippin versus is on something. It's, it's really yeah, hard. It's, you know? it's a great song. And it's very rare that even when there is a legendary artist that we get songs that we really, truly vibe with. And have to play on the show. We're going to be playing here. We're going to be. It's going to be in the rotation around here. Oh, no, song out there, damn it! I appreciate that. No, we appreciate good music, as long as it's not country music, because I can't <laughs> hate it. <laughs> country got some good stuff out there. You know what I no, mean? It, Ain't it, it wrong does. with a little bit of country. Some Willie Nelson, maybe you get so stoned you barely remember what you're listening to. There's some good stuff. <laughs> There's some good stuff. Uh, but we are in studio for the West Coast Marathon, the Ryan Show FM collaboration. 
with Lucky Mazi, the youth, and the legendary Lil Pimpin continues. We're going to play a couple of songs and come back right after that. And we're going to learn more about this single as well and why you should go and stream it immediately. Immediately. Nowhere, folks. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, check this out. I started drinking the Mai Tai when I was about 17 years old. I go and get it. What up, Tai? Right. That's what we do. I started drinking coffee when I was in a trauma unit. Look. Bags, tags, trash bags of cash, stash. I'm an alcoholic mackin', just stacking, just me and Tash. Pippin said this game is just waiting for us to crash. And I'm headed head first like LaBrea and Slauson ass. Listen, I'm tired of these niggas and these bitches complaining. Bitch, shut the fuck up and pay attention. Listen, Uncle Frost showed me how to be a boss, how to accept winning, how to accept a loss. Pushes, neighborhood business, me and draws, living by the code, neighborhood laws. These hoes ain't loyal, these spoiled, spoiled by the game that these taught them. I'm Gotti, demigod, I'm royal. This is how I feel, I stay real to the soil. Listen, and I know she really with it Rolling with a hood stuff with a style that's vintage If I said it out my mouth, best believe I meant it Explain the situation, cause you know I gotta get it Rag rolls on foes in the back, three Trafficking you hating, I'm getting drove by pros Got pulled over, through the f rollie off the roads On jeans and sandals with the lights, the cops all froze Told my girl to get out, she got her exposed Gave up the warning, say she swerved the road Put the light on me, ask if I'm serving hoes Me don't speak no English, it's how the story's told Young Hakeeda, Chef Trey, cloudy water on stone You got two choices, tramp, get rolled the road on I'ma talk shit yourself on the road I'ma really get money for the mother no the road road Mozzie and the Mozzie Cook. Now, do you wanna ride with us or take the bus? Lock. Playing with the money, leave you in the mud stuck. Watching the grass grow from the dirt, looking up. Who, what, when, where, bitch, now your business. Don't get out of pocket, this a rhetorical topic. Conversation only for the hustlers and the G's. This ain't for the buffers and the suckers, please. It's just you ain't cut from what we cut from different genes. We weigh on a different scale. Yeah. Yeah, you the type to go and tell. I might have to stack and save it up for bail Yeah, ship the package on the semi Then I pick it up off the red eye You know
Corrupt, Lil Pimpin, Lucky Mozzie, featuring the youth, Gotta Get It. What a collaboration. And guys, we talk about how there's all this competition within hip-hop, but it's great to see four talents all team up to make some great music. What is it that brought all you guys together? Well, you know, uh, Lucky wanted to get it done. And, you know, I'm connected with the dog pound with Corrupt. So, you know, I have a studio right here where you see me sitting at. So it's always an area where we can record and get it done. So we recorded it and passed it together. But, you know, we not the competition. You know what I mean? See, us together, we going to always be able to work. But the competition, I guess you could say, is outsiders want to be the best. But I'll be trying to let these kids know that I'm no, I'm not a competition with you guys because I live more years and I've been in the industry for so long. You got to stop looking at me like I'm on y'all level. You got to live more years. You got to get more scars on your pain and heart, you know, for you to even be in the area of the thought that I the process that I have. You know, I done took a lot of ups and downs and disappeared for a while. For we can still be here right here pushing this line. That's what it takes, though. There's so many opportunities to quit. And the treacheries of the industry are there. No, so, they all around. It's easy to quit and it's easy to fall into the wrong areas of the industry. What do you what do you mean by uh, the and, wrong and that's, a, that's a big reason? What do you mean by the wrong areas of the industry? Again, uh drugs, um, Oh, that's the wrong area. Doing business the wrong way. Industry. You know, a lot of yeah. that's that's the only way, right? Um, it's a it's a lot of people who are false flagging out here, and we letting them know that we real. I like working with working with Lil Pimpin. It's like he's the plug, and that's what you got to know. It ain't no ain't no argument. It ain't no thought about it. it. It is what it is, and we have to let our culture know who we are. We gotta let them know who Ty is. We gotta let them know that he's a young up and coming artist who's doing his thing. Matter of fact, he got a couple labels knocking on his door. And we got to let him know that we, like like, like Lil Pippa just said, we not the competition. There is no competition. Yeah. We, we are the ones who have kept this thing together on a cultural level and kept me, keep making moves, whether it's in front of the camera or behind the camera, we making the moves. We, we the ones that's making this happen. And again, I'm always going to be very thankful to uh, Lil Pippa for Man, putting this thing together, man. Um, he was always once he heard the beat, he was like, "Oh, okay, okay, okay. We could we could rock with that." And then when he talked to Corrupt about it, he was with it. So it, it, it was just shocking. Like we got a rap god, you know what I mean? Who's like, "Yeah, you guys go go do your thing." And and that's what we need in the industry, man. We need we that's that's what we need. We we need more camaraderie. We need more. We need more artists who are on a higher platform to to put their hand out and say, "Hey, these guys, they hot, and we doing it like this." And and that's what made it even better. We corner boys with the corner office, and that's what they and that's what people need to know. <laughs> the passing of the torch, and that's so important. <laughs> so important. important, especially when it's organic like that. So, Lil Pimpin, for a guy like yourself, that's used to being in the spotlight, used to making music. How is it to have to make this transition where you are passing the torch? How do you handle it? And how do you think other artists can handle it better? Well, if anybody ever known me, I, I've always taught another person what I know. You know, you may not be able to do it as well as me, but I'm going to teach you the outline of, of getting things right and getting it done correctly. You know, if you do not want to get it done correctly, then you don't have to listen to me. But I do know the format. I sit and watch Dr. Dre. I, I watch Snoop Dogg. I watch my father. 
you know, my father's the poetry man from above the rim. What would you do? W balls. Who do you believe in on Tupac album and many more songs that I haven't even mentioned. So, you know, I watched the format. I, I, I had the pleasure of going down to New Orleans with Master P with Snoop, watched how he worked, watched how he did movies from uh, I got the hook up foolish and and things like that. And, you know, and I disappeared for a little while. But when I came back on it, I jumped back off jump back on like I never left. And, you know, it, it just, it's consistency. You know what I mean? You got to do something every day that's something about your music. You got to post something every day that's something about your music. You can't let weeks and months pass. You know, if you got a studio, you got action at, go in there, do some songs, get them songs put up in an album form. Stop doing music and putting it out right online. As soon as you want to, you get one song done, you want to put it on Instagram, you want to put it on YouTube when you're working on an album. So you can't work on an album if you're going to give every song out so if every song has been heard no record company wants to hear your your you don't have an album if you put it out already an album gets shopped around first you, you complete the album you complete the artwork you put one single out you press that single on the album it may have 13 songs that nobody has heard and you shop that as a as a product that's how you do business but everybody right now want to get some internet views and get a little money from youtube and itunes and those companies is not paying what i think that we should be getting because there's a lot of views and a lot of you know it's a lot of internet game in between there that some of us might not be able to deal with the analytics of it and we may not ever get to see the money and the views that we're actually really getting you know yeah that's a very good point that's why i feel like when you can just tamper so many things like numbers it's just about the assets themselves. And right. if you're working independently, you just have to look for the best assets around you. Look for the legitimacy in that and move accordingly. And as long as there's growth in your brand, I feel like it's important. Like everyone, like you said, is kind of rushing to just get the next song out. And then there's no growth in a person's brand. So from the outside looking in, people aren't going to even take it seriously. You only yeah, get one uh, shot with all these different uh, our album was like a movie when we was growing up. From the beginning, mm -hmm. it was a it was a skit at the beginning, and the, each song ran into the next song. The next song was part of the last song. Then we got another intro. Then the next song. It, 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 if you you can visualize the music, but now these songs on people's albums they just so up and down. One song we might be popping, the next one might be a slow song. The next one he popping two slow songs. You know what I mean? It is no rhythm to it. It's no it's no real ride into the yeah. music before. You know, you have to pick your songs in the right order so it all flows perfectly, you know, and that's what they have to understand. It was an experience. And coming from the lineage of Dog Pound and Dre and Snoop, those are the guys that were putting out some of the best skits. Woo! And, yeah, and like you said, man. visualizing it, like, my God, just some of the best albums of all time came out of the West Coast from that unit of guys all under Dre's legacy i guess you'd say under his like mind his his musical mind just such right. cool stuff so in terms of making music in the future what do you see the change like it, it, do you see or visualize what the change is going to be as we see now like you mentioned with albums it's so quick microwavable songs one thing to the other do you think that maybe there will be some type of a resurgence or do you see it getting even worse Oh, the West is coming back right now, man. We They want that West Coast style. I, I hear a lot of girls in the street saying, man, we tired of hearing this type of, type of music. You know what I mean? So right now, it's a good thing because I have a style. 
I haven't changed my style up. This is me. If I was going to bust something, I bust like I bust. I'm not trying to be another rapper. I'm not trying to sound like another rapper. Oh, they sound like this now. I've never been that. So after a while, when it changed out, some of the older uh, MCs, you know, music, you know, got got slowed down a little bit. But now we realizing because a lot of the new artists are starting to listen to some of the older artists' music. You know, I, 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 I've, I've met people that, that don't even know who, uh, uh, um, Tupac is before you know younger people. It's not many, but I have met you know a younger audience that haven't heard none of that, none of the old Red Man. They don't know who Method Man is, and they don't know who a lot of OG hip hop artists are. But they know the names of the young artists that's hot right now because that's their era. You know, for the last twenty years, everything changed in the industry, the streets, the movement, everything. I just watched it all change, and it, 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 it's, it's 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 fluffer now. You know what I mean? That's the word. It's just not the same quality and the same caliber. If you look the streaming numbers, there were reports that came out that said the old school hip hop's doing better than a lot of the young artists. A lot of these kids that have been made music for what, two thousand and seven to let's say twenty twenty two. How much of is that is real lasting music that you're gonna listen to in a retirement home? You already know everybody's gonna be playing Gimme the Loot in a retirement home. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There's like certain songs that are just so timeless. Are there songs like that? that I'm not saying that there's not some new hip-hop songs that are that timeless, but just in general, the numbers speak for themselves. Gin and Juice, explosive. Yeah, it's so much music. Man, it's so much music. Imagine 95-year-olds like listening to Gin and Juice in the retirement home, but it's going to happen. Yeah, it's it's music that's timeless, and that's what we want to make, and I believe that's what we made with Gotta Get It. We for sure made a hit single, you know what I mean? And um, far as what direction the music industry is going in as independents, we just don't have the access to uh mainstream like that. So to, to grab an ear, we got to grab one ear at a time. And it's not like we can just, okay, we're going to do a campaign and we're going to cover uh, New York. We're going to cover Cincinnati. We're going to cover Las Vegas and we're going to cover LA. You know, you have to have the budget to do those things. You have to have the, the right connection to do those things. And right now, we don't have the access. I mean, we do, but uh, it's generally not given that access. And that's what the major labels have. They have a control on radio, television, media, everything. They just have a... Because when we started streaming music, they had to figure out how to get in. So they put their money up to the streaming company so they can be a part of that streaming company and get that distribution. But they seen the way that they were going to lose. If they hadn't have did it, they wouldn't be in the position that they are right now. So they had to figure out, we got to spend some millions to take over these platforms like Napster and all the things that came out from the beginning was giving away free music. And and that's what I mean. Uh, you know, a lot of older people are just really now starting to really stream music. Like when streaming came out, so I got my, uh, I might have a seven or eight year gap where I missed everybody music because I missed going into Best Buy or Sam Goody and buying a CD and a CD was in my car. Like my car right now doesn't even have a, a CD player. It has a, it has Bluetooth or a USB port. You know, we don't even get to play CDs no more. You know, I still got a, a, a old iPod with about two, 3,000 songs in there that I used to have plugged into my car after I download, I buy the CD, download it to the iPod and that was the way to go. But I can't, I can't play Bluetooth off my telephone. My phone rings too much. I can't, I can't, I can't enjoy a song streaming it if I got to go through my Bluetooth to my car. You know, I'm, I'm going to miss a whole bunch of music because I, 
I'd rather take my phone calls than, than, than listen to this music right now if I got to stream it off a telephone, you know? Right? Yeah, it's just not the same experience in that sense. It really isn't. But listeners, let us know. What are you going to pay for a stream? Point zero zero one. Nothing. Five or something like that per stream. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's that's a fraction of a penny. It's a fraction of a penny to you, but it's nineteen is nine dollars and ninety-nine cents or fourteen dollars and ninety-nine cents to the actual company. So now we got a hundred million people paying fourteen dollars a month. Of course they give you one month free to start it but after that one month they're gonna run your credit card every month if you want to keep it and so most people to keep it they running their money they're getting the money we getting the crumbs we should be part of the actual payment as well if we have music that's really being sold i didn't i did not give anybody permission to sell my music for one cent i thought i was selling albums and songs and now all of a sudden they're on streaming sites you know so the distribution kind of do what they want to do when you sign a deal they got smaller companies distro kid cd baby you know what i mean empire music that they you can deal with with distribution but they're not going to push your music it's just going to be on that platform and if if somebody if you if you do your hard work and promote the album you're going to be sending them to their site for them to get money so basically you're out promoting this music promoting this music for them to go to your music and buy your album and you get pennies off your album while they're getting the full content paid. And it's because of humans being so damn cheap. Yeah, you, the <laughs> that don't pay for albums and don't pay the $1 for iTunes and don't buy the merchandise. And it's not even their fault. It's not even you, the listeners' fault. We're in a recession. It's crazy. It's so crazy. I, I, I don't even want to get about my politics right now, but how everything's just designed for the rich to get richer and the broke to stay broke. It just seems like that's how they want to set it up. But this is a whole other conversation for a whole other time. We've got... Lil Pimp and Lucky Mozzie and Ty in studio right now. And all of them need to be followed on Instagram because this West Coast Marathon is running. But you can follow their whatever it is they have going on. So much going on. And real quick, guys, is there like a live show that they can go and see you at? Well, I'm trying to put together things right now and get with the right get with the right show and the right promoter to actually display the song on stage. Yeah, yeah I want to see you guys yeah, talk about it. Yeah, yeah. This is one of the hardest songs that we've been sent. So I have to ask, gentlemen, where can they find you on Instagram? Let's start with you, Lucky. Uh, you can catch me at The Greatest Promoter on Earth. Uh, that's The Greatest Promoter on Earth. Pretty self-explanatory. It is. I like that. That's a great hat name that you got there. You know, I got, the, I got the work behind me. You know what I mean? I see that. So you can see for yourselves The Greatest Promoter on Earth Instagram. Ty, where can they find you? Oh, hang on there, Ty. We had a little bit of background noise there. There we go. Let's hear it. Hello, hello. Yo, you can find me at, um on Instagram at underscore W-D-A-Y-O-U-T-H. If you want main page. Follow the man. And Lil Pimp, and where can they find you on IG? Well, right now on IG, you can find me at Trey DPG, spelled T-R-E-Y, D-P-G, like Dog Pound Gangsters. You can go look at some of the shows and the events that we do on YouTube. My YouTube handle is Little Pimpin'. DPG, that's L-I-L-P-I-M-P-I-N, DPG. And my company website is talentpound.com, T-A-L-E-N-T-P-O-U-N-D.com. And you can find everything that I got going on coming up and what we got coming up next. Awesome. And I'll be coming out to Vegas shortly, November 17th. I'm going to be hosting a crazy-ass event out there. So I'll be reaching out to you, man. Yeah, definitely. We're going to make it happen. I might have to throw the after party. 
Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got we've got some work to do. This is the Ryan Show FM. The West Coast Marathon continues. More music on the way. Don't go nowhere. Hello, new world. All the boys and girls. I got some true stories to tell. You're back outside, but they still lie. Whoa. Yeah. Take off the fufu. Take off the cloud chase. Take off the Wi-Fi. Take off the money phone. Take off the car loan. Take off the flex and the white loss. Take off the weird ass jewelry. I'ma take 10 steps, then I'm taking off top off. Take off some fabricate streams and the microwave memes. It's a real world outside. Take off your idols. Take off the runway. Take off the Cairo. Take off the Sandro pay. Five days stay. Take off for the meal. Hella final. Take off the far flat. Take off perception. Take off the cop with the hot patch. Take off the allure. Take off the unsure. Take off decisions I had. Take off the fake deep. Take off the fake woke. Take off the I'm broke. I care. Take off the gossip. Take off the new logic. They're the farm rich. I'm real. Take off the should know. Take off the doje. Take off the Birkin bag. Take all that designer boot off and what do you have? You out of pocket huh. Two ATMs, you stepping to what? You out of pocket Who you think they talk about? Talk about us You out of pocket Who you think they copy up? Copy up us The world in a panic, the women is stranded The men on the run, the profits abandoned The law take advantage, the market is crashing The industry wants to sleep in the box while they making the mockery following us This ain't monopoly, watch it for up. This ain't monogamy, y'all get involved Jumping on what the hell is that? I gotta relax when I feel All my descendants, they come in my sleep and say I am too real I'm done with the sensitive, taking it personal Done with the black and the white, the wrong and the right You hoping for change in clericals I know the feelings that came with burials, Christ You ugly as You out of pocket Two ATMs, you stepping on what? You out of pocket Who you think they talk about? Talk about us! Who you think they carry up, carry up us? Serving up a look, dancing in a drop Hello to the big step, but never lose account Venting in the safe house Venting in the safe What community feel that the only ones relevant? What a hypocrite said. What community feel that the only ones relevant? Oh. <laughs> you out of pocket, yeah, you out of pocket. You entertain the mediocre, need to stop it. You entertaining old friends when they toxic. What's your life like, boy? Gossip. What the fuck is council code to doubt? Say what I want about you, about you. I'm like overdog. I treat you crackers like I'm jigger. Watch I own it all. Oh, you worry about a critic that ain't protocol. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon, Warren G was on the streets, trying to consume some skirts for the E, 
so I could get some phones rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. Just hit the east side of the LBC on a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G. Seen a car full of girls, ain't no need to tweak. All of you search know what's up with 213. So I hooked a left on 21 and Lewis. Some brothers shooting dice, so I said, let's do this. I jumped out the rock and said, what's up? Some brothers pulled some so I said, I'm stuck. Since these girls peeping me, I'm gonna glide and swerve. These looking so hard, they straight hit the curve. Want to bigger, better things than some horny tricks. I see my homie and some suckers all in his mix. I'm getting jacked, I'm breaking myself. I can't believe they taking Warren's wealth. They took my rings, they took my Rolex. I looked at the brother, said, damn, what's next? They got my homie hemmed up and they all around. Can't none of them see him if they going straight down for pound. They want to come up real quick before they start to clown. I best pull out my and lay them busters down. They got guns to my head, I think I'm going down. I can't believe it's happening in my own town. If I had wings, I would fly. Let me contemplate. I glance in the cut and I see my homie Nate. Sixteen in the and one in the hole. Nate Dogg is about to make some bodies turn Now they dropping and yelling, it's a tad bit late Nate Dogg and Warren G had to regulate Switching my mind back into freak mode If you won't skirt, sit back and observe I just left a gang of over there on the curb Now they got the freaks and that's a known fact Before I got jacked, I was on the same track Back up, back up, cause it's on N-A-T-E and me The woman to the G Just like I thought, they were in the same spot In need of some desperate head A Nate Dogg and the G child Were in need of something else. One of them Sexy as hell, I said, ooh, I like your size She said my chords broke down and just sing real nice Would you let me ride? I got a car full of girls and it's going real swell The next stop is the east side The West Coast Marathon continues. This is indeed a live broadcast of the Ryan Show FM, broadcasting pretty much everywhere. We try to hit every single country there is. One day, Mr. Ryan Glover, we will include Antarctica on our syndication journey. But until then, we are on the West Coast. This is TKK Radio 98.1 FM, Boston, Hit FM, Calabar, Nigeria. We're just all over the place. And joining us tonight, I think this might be the first time we ever had him on the show, although we've worked with him extensively behind the scenes in bringing down scam artists and putting a light on the truth, all types of things over the years. Ladies and gentlemen, people out there listening, everything in between the ladies and gentlemen, which we're going to get into because Mr. Ryan Glover is here. Give it up. Yeah, yeah. It's Thank good to have you here, man. Man, I'm glad to be here. Yo, I knew you were a jack of all trades, knew you were a Swiss army knife, knew you could write, didn't know you could rap. Recently put out an Instagram message. Nora and I went and we sent messages to everybody in our inbox and said, guys, this is your chance to get free airplay on TKK Radio if it's a fire-ass song. I thought you were going to send that message out to rappers, but instead I get an email from Ryan Glover and the man's got bars. Holy crap. So how long have you been rapping for, man? Man, uh, I started rapping in, in high school. 
like uh like I would just like write rhymes in like um study hall and then we would do like little ciphers and stuff. So I went to like a real big hip hop school. Like everybody like rapped. So like it was just like, you know, it was just like something that we did and like we would like try out our bars and stuff and everything. And you know, a couple of the the rappers from my school and stuff and everything, they ended up getting signed and you know who were some of the rappers you went to school with? Well, um, I went to school with knowledge from kids in the hall. He was like signed mm-hmm. to Raucous, you know, uh, and like dug down and you know, but like yeah. he was actually in my graduating class. And then uh there was another rapper, he was like younger than me. His name's like Add Two. He's like a pretty like you know big underground rapper. And then like uh there was a couple other people that did like you know their things, and then uh before before me, common sense went to my high school. So. That's pretty big. I yeah. read that in the bio also. Kel from Kenan and Cal? Yeah, yeah, Kel Mitchell. Yep, he went there before he was on all that. Yep. Yeah, there's so. something about going to school at a place where there's a lot of greatness that stems from that school. There's almost like an inner competition that happens between the great men and women that graduate from these high schools. So it's kind of cool how that works. Everybody's kind of boosting each other up. And you also played basketball back in the day too, which is something I didn't expect. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I could hoop. Like, you know, uh, a lot of people, like, you know, uh, you know, probably were uh, surprised, like, how far, like, I took it. Like, but, like, I, I, I played. I had some really, you know, um, big games, like, you know, uh, on different levels. But, like, the highest I ever took it to, I, I tried out for the NBA Summer League and wow. stuff and everything. Yeah, and I, I grew up like around like a lot of like really great hoopers and stuff and everything. Like I lived right across the street from like Cordell Henry. So he wow. was like uh, the point guard for Whitney Young, the state championship team that had uh, Quinn Richardson. And then mm-hmm. uh, he also like uh, he played at Marquette with like Dwayne Wade and I, you wow. know. Yeah, yeah. So like I, I played with like a lot of like people that, you know, went on to play in the NBA and stuff like that and stuff and everything. But I was only like 5'11". I think I could have, at, at the most, I could have just played like Division One basketball, but I went to a Division Three school. So, hey, yeah. you can still hoop though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, here we and, go. Yeah. So, you know, I, I say all this because, you know, acting surprised because when I met you, it not only were you a journalist, but a conservative journalist, which is something <laughs> I didn't expect. Even when I first met you, it was through a Grandmaster Kaz article that you had written about the show. Great article. Still very appreciative of that. I think it was titled, Ryan Vernell is was it is it why he is a culture vulture or is he not a culture? What the hell is the name of the title? Is, Such Ryan, a great is Ryan Vernell a culture vulture? Yeah, just asking the question. I love it. They've been yeah. asking that for years, people. Ever since I started making sushi. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So people just didn't. I didn't expect it when I saw you arguing with people online, arguing with Talib Kweli and all these other super left wing influencers on Twitter and other places like that. So I just, uh, you know, it's it's cool to see how Ryan Glover encompasses so much. It's more than just the media. It's more than just the blog site. You've been out here, man. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, like I, I believe in family. I, I still consider myself a, a conservative. I don't like subscribe to necessarily like the I, I get people from like the right and the left. And that's what's like, you know, kind of like disheartening because like, you know, the people on the right don't necessarily support me either. I have stories like, you know, where I've had issues with them. And then the stories like, you know, um, by people like Talib Kweli, you know, where he just, uh, I, I think I asked him like a question about something that he said in a DJ Vlad interview about, um, 
basically uh i don't even remember what he said but like it wasn't true oh he was saying like how illegal immigration doesn't hurt like you know the black community and i was pointing out and stuff and everything like you know these statistics and stuff and everything that show like you know that illegal immigration specifically does hurt the black community and then he just started going in on me about like nothing about like what i was uh talking to him about he was just like you know making fun of me like you know posting like old pictures and stuff because like I, I i'm an actor so like i've there's a lot of crazy pictures this, it was a particular picture that he was posting i'm in a um a white penis costume outside of harvard yard you know uh promoting the vagina monologues yeah <laughs> it was out of context you know what i mean so, just, oh that's um, ammo that's big ammo <laughs> and and talib kwali he's not known to hold punches this dude is fighting with everybody on the internet yeah, and you know, uh, we, we continued that until his page was eventually deleted on Twitter. But like, you know, we were continuously going at it. You know, he he's not a person who gives up, but like, after that, like, I felt like I won. So, yeah, I mean, they deleted uh, his page, that's not yeah. happening anymore. Not with Elon Musk over there, right? There's gonna be a so, lot of yeah. fighting over on Twitter now. Twitter's yeah, but, officially you know, foreground. The sad thing was, like, though, like, actually, it's like you, you kind of feel bored, like after like he was deleted because it's like oh like you know twitter is just not the same i actually like you know i believe in freedom of speech and like i think like you know he had a right to say like you know some of the things i think maybe it went a little bit too far like we both made uh certain remarks and stuff that i think like we probably regretted at the time but i don't have anything um against him personally i i really admired him i actually told him that like you know i've really looked up to him and he was one of the artists and stuff everything like when i first started rapping like you know the comparisons were to like to live quality. And like, I, I definitely like, you know, grew up, uh, you know, listening to black star I grew up, like, you know, listening to all the artists on rockets and stuff. So I have a lot of respect for him. I like what he's doing now, like with the media aspect of it, but like, I kind of felt like he was kind of like, he was kind of like, uh, threatened by me, you know, because like I was coming with like, you know, Pacific facts, and stuff and everything like you know i um i'm not like somebody and stuff and everything like a lot of artists and stuff and everything i know is like they don't necessarily do like any research like how are you going to tell me like you know when you don't even know the three branches of government you know what, you know what i mean like yeah. so like, how are you gonna tell me about like government or like you know policy or things of that nature and like i've actually studied these things at like a graduate level and read books and stuff to formulate my opinion and like one of the things i've noticed and stuff and everything with a lot of like people they're not necessarily informed you know, like yeah. they're the really like, you know, they'll have they'll have an opinion, you know, that they're they're voting Democrat, but they can't tell you why. Or they can't tell you the policies that these particular uh, politicians stand for. And when I ask you about the policies and stuff, no, you, I, I don't agree with that. You know, so. Yeah. But, and I'm cool with like a lot of Democrats because I've, I've worked for Democratic campaigns and stuff because I, I lived in Massachusetts, which is a mostly, you know, blue state. So, like, I, I've, I've worked on Democratic campaigns like um like I, I worked on uh, Joe Kennedy's campaign uh, when he was running against Ed Markey for senator, but uh, he, he ended up losing and stuff and everything. Ed Markey, who like, you know, was a uh, known racist. He was against integration. So, you know. Yeah, you know what it is? It's, it's people are forming opinions based on other people's opinions, not on opening up textbooks and studying the government and studying how things work. Just emotionally fueled opinions that they hear and it might sound right at the time. And then they go and then they just retort it on Twitter. When you have a huge platform like Talib Kweli, you're going to run into somebody like yourself that actually is informed and you're going to end up name calling 
and losing an argument because that's the one way to lose an argument is just by name calling, making fun of somebody in a penis suit. It makes no sense. No, but uh, the, I, I just was it was curious to see what his perspective was and mm-hmm. like he answered it for me. It was kind of like what I what I thought, um, and he was looking at it from as far as like a, a pan Africanist point of view, which like I um, you know I I I probably like you know was a pan-Africanist like at the beginning like you know but like you know when I started like reading and like you know learning about like politics and stuff and everything my views change and like I identify like now like you know more so to the right because there are certain views on the left that I just don't agree with and I think like mostly like in hip-hop like most people agree with like my views they're not for like certain things there's there's some people who who, who like under no circumstances that are informed that like aren't viewing like you know to the right and i understand their reasoning for that but like you know some uh, some things i'm to the left like you know uh probably like criminal justice is a big issue and stuff and everything but if you look at the trump presidency he was doing a lot of like things for criminal justice and you're not seeing that in the the joe biden administration you know Brittany griner is still in prison you know in russia yeah so. yeah she's not coming out anytime soon <laughs> unless we yeah, give yeah. the russian tony starks up in some type of trade-off it seems Right. We're going to get into more Trump, more Bernie Sanders, a little bit more politics. We're going to play your song, though, first and uh, and come back and learn a little bit more about that. Why don't we start by uh, just let's just introduce this song, a little background to the single we're about to play. Oh, man. Uh, So the song's called All Chillo's uh, Eve, by the way, is a great name for a song. All Shiloh's Eve. All right. All right. Guess the thing that you're saying is Shiloh as in Shottown. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was some type of like a Halloween type thing for a second when I read it yeah, before I listened to it. I'll, yeah, I'll... Yeah, it's it's a Halloween inspired song. I like you know I just wanted to like do a song that you know reflected like you know uh, the streets of Chicago during Halloween, and you know, not a very good place to be from what I've read. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Scary out there. All right, we're gonna get into it. This is the Ryan Show FM. The West Coast Marathon continues. From New York to Chi-Town, all the way out to L.A. It's the Ryan Show FM. Don't go nowhere, folks. Ryan Glover's with me. We'll be back. Coming through the book, trying to come up with this hook. Had to take a double look. Seen a poster, let me shook. Said they got my man Nook, and he fighting for his life. I don't know if he gonna make it. They already got him twice. That's when I hit my man's head, did they hit him in his arm? Did they hit him in his head? Did they hit him in his leg? Say he don't know the details. He heard this dead. The phone just dropped, and I fell back on the bed. Eyes turned blood red, like I want these niggas dead. And I called his little brother, trying to check up on his mother. Something about his tone when he be talking on the phone. All of a sudden he was gone. I was talking all alone. Cause when he text me, no one talking. I just want these niggas gone. And I think I got the drop from a bitch he used to knock. Stayed around the block from the spot where he gets shot. She heard niggas talking about a nigga that they got. Sliding through the city with a Glock Got the low and now we looking for his block Caught him lacking, now they looking for his top I don't know how many shells, but it's looking like a lot Sliding through the city with a Glock Got the low and now we looking for his block Caught him lacking, now they looking for his top I don't know how many shells, but it's looking like a lot Breezy, a BD from the piece, used to kick it with a breeze, kept a stick off in his jeans. You know to make it squeeze if a nigga wanna tweet, he put in a lot of work to get his name up in the streets. When he put up in the steam, a blue shite, seen a beat, a claiming he's just murders off, caught him lacking in a beamer. Damn, Nook had the I8, that's when I got to thinking. Plus, I heard a nigga got murdered in his car over the weekend. For some reason, I never put this shit together. Just know if you did it bad, then we could do you better. Cause now I got his name and I kinda got a place, even saw him on the gram, so I even got his face. Usually post as a station with the Regents and the Haitians. Well, that's what we gotta get him, just pull up and get the blame. Make sure we complete a mission, put a shell up in his kitchen. He's just on his shirt, we about to put him work. Sliding through the city with a Glock Got the low and now we looking for his block 
caught them lacking, now they looking for his top. I don't know how many shells, but it's looking like a lot. Sliding through the city with a Glock. Got the low and now we looking for his block. Caught him lacking, now they looking for his top. I don't know how many shells, but it's looking like a lot. Riding through the city with a switchy on the blicky. Got it loaded up with Gillis cause we looking for the ops. Got a low on a low from a chick on a low. Now we sliding through the low cause we looking for the block. Caught him looking at the go low. Coming out the front door, hit him with the phone. Now we looking for his top. He didn't even see it coming when the bullets started dumping. So one no time for running, you can look at where he dropped. He was wolfing on the gram with the blicky in his hand. Screaming that he want to smoke now. Look at what he got. Well, pull up on the spot, put the table around the block. They don't know any shells, but it's looking like a lot. Mama pull up on the scene, all you heard was a scream. Seen the blood in his jeans and the body just dropped. Medics put her on the car trying to restart her heart, but she died on the spot. She was taken by the shock. Sliding through the city with a Glock. Got the low and now we looking for his block. Caught him lacking, now they looking for his top. I don't know how many shells, but it's looking like a lot. Like a lot. Sliding through the city with a Glock. Got the low and now we looking for his block. Caught him lacking, now they looking for his top. I don't know how many shells, but it's looking like a lot. Just spooky. What a spooky song that was. Ryan Glover knows how to rap. He's not just writing. He's not just arguing with our favorite rappers on Twitter. He's not just dressed in a penis suit. The man's got bars. Ryan Glover in studio with me here for the West Coast Marathon. This is the Ryan Show FM, a semi-live broadcast. It's live. If you're here right now, it's live. It's good to be here, Mr. Glover. That song, haunting, chilling. So tell me, what was your experience like in Chicago on Halloween? Any good stories? Uh, yeah, like I, I'm sure I have like you know a bunch of good stories. Uh, on best Halloween. story, craziest thing you've ever seen on Halloween in Chicago. Uh, I I think like you know the best thing would be like going to uh to parties like you know like at University of Chicago. Like, you know, uh, and like, you know, seeing all the beautiful girls, like, you know, dressed up in different costumes and stuff and everything. Cause you know, it's like, I, I, I guess it's the rule that girls have to dress slutty, like on Halloween or something. So like, I always enjoy tradition. Stuff like that. Yeah. So. That's an American pastime for the girls to dress up like thoughts on Halloween. I wonder <laughs> where that started though, right? That's a very, very good point. We should, that's something that you should research because you look at the old school Halloween costumes, horrifying. They were like pulling skin off of dead bodies, faces, and putting them on themselves. I don't know if you've seen like Texas Chainsaw Massacre type masks. Yeah. Before yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you look and you see all the school kids dressed up in just horrifying costumes. But we can ask the listeners, listeners out there, we are on Instagram at the Ryan Show. And Ryan, where are you on Instagram? Uh, so uh, Ryan Glover 187. That's uh, my Instagram. Any significance or are you just trying to blast on an undercover? <laughs> no, I uh, like, you know, I thought it was just like catchy and stuff and everything. So like I ended that. I, I have another Instagram, but I'm I'm locked out of that Instagram. So like I had to start a new one. So like that was the one I started. You know, I didn't want it to be similar to the to the other one. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So we're on Instagram. Let us know. We're gonna have some Instagram stories in there, some fun questions for people to answer. And the question of the day: when did girls start dressing like thoughts on Halloween? We're gonna leave it up to the audience to decide that one. Mr. Glover. I, uh, I heard a really cool story that you were behind a piece of viral content back in what 2019 with Bernie Sanders. Yeah, was, uh, it, the baby video. Could you tell me a little bit more about that? How did it come to be and what came out of that? Cause that's pretty crazy stuff that you went viral for that. Yeah. So he was in New Hampshire and uh, like I was doing like throughout the, you've seen like the pictures and the videos I would like go out to meet like the different democratic candidates. 
And um, I would like video and like I would post about it on my blog. And like around this time and stuff, I like start doing a lot of interviews with like different conservative influencers. And like I did an interview with uh, Kathy Jew and my interview with uh, Kathy Jew. She was um, she was a Miss Michigan, Michigan candidate. Like, you know, they got her crown taken because she was a Trump supporter, allegedly. Oh, like, you know, right. OK, yeah. Yeah. So like uh, because of the attention of that interview, uh, the White House, like, you know, start paying attention to my page. And like I posted the Bernie Sanders video and uh, they took that clip and it ended up on Fox News and ended up on Hannity.com. And I ended up getting invited to the White House. That is insane. So how did that work out? Like the CIA just hit you up and was like, yeah, this is a great piece of content. You're really helping us out here. How, how did it go down exactly? They just no, it, it was uh, like, you know, it was like the person who runs the social media. I forget his name, like, but it was like a guy, like, you know what I mean? Who runs the social media and stuff. And he looks for like pieces of content and stuff. And he was like, Hey, like, you know, wow. and stuff and everything like, uh, you know, we like what you're doing and stuff and everything. And then like, I ended up getting uh invitation, you know, shortly after that to the white house. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to the white house to meet Trump and stuff and everything like, you know, but uh, it, it didn't end up happening that way. What do you mean? What happened? So uh, this funny story. So I bought a uh, I bought a two thousand dollars suit because I want to be nice. You don't want to look yeah, fresh. Of course. The White House and stuff. So like I went to the White House, and like uh, basically, uh, there's I've wrote some very like harsh criticism about President Trump prior to that, which kind of like uh, which is another reason why conservatives don't like me because if anything, I'm, I'm truthful like with my criticism. Yeah. I don't like, I'm not like like the typical conservative where like they agree with everything. Like, you know, Trump says some racist and stuff. He didn't mean it, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I like, I believe in holding people accountable and I, I wrote some uh, critical things that I think like about Candace Owens that I think she chuckled at. But like, you know, I think they had the last laugh because they were like, OK, like, but you're not going into the White House. So, wow. So they banned yeah. you because of things that you had. written. that's crazy. Yeah. You you came up with the viral content to bring down Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, you know, it was it was it was cool. But like I got to go there and I met the the, the influencers. But I kind of felt like a lot of them were just like necessarily threatened by me. Because like, you know, uh, a lot of those people and stuff, everything, they're not really conservatives. And I, the reason I know they aren't conservatives, because I've been conservative longer than them. Like I actually like, you know, volunteered like, you know, I was I, I worked on a political action committee for like Mitt Romney, like, you know, prior. And that's how like I ended up becoming a conservative because of wow. Mitt Romney. And like, you know, uh, it was at a point like, you know, when I was like looking for a job and like I always volunteered for democratic campaigns but they never paid me and so like i was like you know that, that's a that you figure out the hard way wow yeah like i started doing things for like the republic everything i've done for like the republican party they paid me they pay you to go to these events it's not like you know and stuff everything like um uh, it's something you're doing like they they, they respect like money and like, you know, what I mean, they believe in compensating you. And I, I, that's a stark difference between the Democratic campaign. Like I, I worked on the Rahm Emanuel campaign and like, you know, I, like, you know, you have to, to beg people to get the college credit for that or, you know, so. Wow, that is crazy. So where does a guy like you go that is getting criticism from the conservatives, getting conservative from the liberals, just because you're telling your opinion, coming with the facts, it seems that the amount of people and journalists that are lying in the middle are just becoming less and less. So, you know, someone like myself, where, where do we go? 
not just for our news, but like a journalist like yourself that finds yourself in this position, what do you end up doing? You have to start your own media outlet. Where do you gravitate to? Yeah, uh, I mean, I still write for other uh, media outlets, but like I, I'm more so focused on like, you know, building my own blog. Like I was uh, doing like a lot of work for the Packy, like in Massachusetts when mm-hmm. I was there. And that was uh, it, it was it was growing. But like I realized and stuff, everything that I wanted to put into my own blog and, and turn that success and stuff, everything into like the work that I'm doing. So I focus on hardcore content. Uh, like, you know, deep research, like, you know, I recently did on Ryan Glover Media, I uncovered uh, a comedian in Chicago who's being blackmailed by a man from benign because of the mutual masturbation video. So like, I look for like interesting content stuff, stories that other media outlets aren't covering. Because I mean, there's a lot of space and stuff, everything in media to cover things that, you know, people are interested in and not necessarily like, you know, devoting the time to. So I mean, I thought that was an interesting story. How do you distribute the stories out there without a big machine behind you? Do you like it, I can imagine it must feel like pissing in the wind for lack of better words sometimes when you're fighting against all this pay to play and all this money behind these blogs, messing with the Google SEOs and algorithms. How do you combat that? Uh, you know what? Like uh what I found is that if if it connects, it resonates with people. So like I uh one of the people that I really admire is Thomas Friedman. He talks about like, you know, Basically, like, you know, um, good journalism is like you when you do like, you know, uh, like one of like, you know, several things. So like if you inform people or if you tell them something they didn't know or if you make people cry or you make people laugh, like, you know, so like, you know, all the time, like when I'm writing, I have that in mind. Like I'm focusing on like, you know, like uh, before I write a piece like now is like who is who am I writing this for? Mm. And like, you know, what is the purpose of this piece and stuff and everything? I felt like the piece I did with the mutual masturbation, uh, I'm not slamming the guy like you know what I mean and stuff who's who's really no pun funny. intended. Yeah, <laughs> name Michi Hall for for masturbating because mm-hmm. we all masturbate, but like you know, seeing like how like maybe if you you meet a girl like you know that you like it's a, it's more of a warning because like a lot of guys probably like meet a girl they're liking and like you know, not realizing the camera's on and stuff, everything like how that can go wrong. And, you know, mm. like, you know, like and it, it, could, it could ruin your career and hunt you. And I think that's the moral of that story and why it's important, opposed to necessarily that, uh, you know, that he's masturbating. What he was doing was absolutely normal. And like, you know, everyone does that. And like, you know, it shouldn't be like something and stuff that isn't a private privacy. But it's not know. it's not if you jerk off, it's who and when you do it around. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, you can't but, just run around doing it everywhere. <laughs> a certain place again. But, uh, but Rye, um, you know, uh, one thing I do admire about you is that, and it goes to show that talent and a good piece of journalism and a good article and a good idea can rise above all the social media numbers and algorithms. Because even when you don't have thousands upon thousands of followers, you always find a way to put out a good piece of content and it does get viewed. Even yeah. with, I don't know how many followers you had on Twitter, but you still were arguing with one of the biggest rappers of all time. Yeah, it goes to show that it's poignant. Your views are poignant. Your work is poignant. And everybody out there needs to go check it out immediately. Where can they go to uh, read more of your articles? Uh, So they want to go to Ryan Glover Media, uh, WordPress. It's a blog uh, like, you know, and you could just like, you know, look up. I'm putting out content every day. So, you know, so let's start there. We'll go to that website. Go to my Instagram at the Ryan show. There's going to be direct links to Mr. Glover and all of his work. And most importantly, his music. 
which he's uh, here tonight for. So in terms of your music, as we wrap this up, what do we have uh, to look forward to next? Is there going to be another, maybe like a Christmas song that comes out this year? What's next? Oh, I thought about doing a Christmas song. I would like to like, you know, uh, do something and stuff like, you know, clever, like, uh, like that. If I, if I could, if I'm capable of doing a good Christmas song, I definitely would uh, like to drop one, but, uh, I want to make songs, you know, that people people listen to. Like, I want to really get like more radio play. I'm I'm really shooting for like, you know, to get in the Billboard 100. You know, so like, uh, I want to do like more pop type stuff. You know, I'm excited to hear whatever it is you come out with, and please keep it coming because you know you got radio play here at all times. Most definitely, man. I appreciate that. Appreciate you. And, yo, everything that you have going on, there's nothing like someone that is actually seeking the truth and doesn't care what anybody thinks. You will put that truth out no matter what. The world needs more journalists like you. It's an honor to have you around me, Mr. Glover. Everybody go follow Ryan Glover 187. You fulfill the rest. You know what comes after that. This is the Ryan Show FM. The West Coast Marathon continues. And we're going to play something that makes a lot of sense if you know what Ryan Glover's at name is on Instagram. Don't go nowhere. We'll be back soon. Well, I'm easy E. I got women galore. You might have a lot of women, but I got much more. With my super duper group coming out to shoot. Easy E, homegirls cold knocking the boots. Cause I'm a hot thugster. I used to be a monster. And if you hurt, you think I own a drugstore. Getting stupid cause I got it like that. And if a sucker talks trash, I give him a smack. Eight balls sipping. The women are flipping. So down I hit a dipping. Continue my tripping. Hitting my switches. Collecting my business. The money that I make so I can add to my riches Fill my stash spot and start rubbing my gas Feeling good as hell cause my pockets are fat A hard cold feeling cold roaming the streets And with a homie like Dre just supplying the beats Because I'm a gangster having fun Always got the knuckleheads on the run Hitting like that I make your axe wet was it Boy you should have known by now Easy does it Easy does it Knock him over Rolling through the hood, cold town and up. Stick my head out the window and I say what's up. To the homies on the corner, cold bumping the box. But you know that's an alibi for slanging the rocks. A dice game started, so I pulled out a buck. Then I put my car in park so I could try my luck. Hard to roll with my girl, jockey 24 7. Roll one time, ate him up, hit 11. Got another point, I made a 10 of 4. Was cleaning up fast and was itching for more. Laughing in their faces cause the boy was too quick. The one fool got jealous, said you're making me sick. He acted real stupid, knew he wouldn't last. So I said to myself, my boy, you better think fast. He went, damn. Then I went, money gone. As you can see, I cold broke his <laughs> Because I'm a gangster having fun Always got the knuckleheads on the run Didn't like that, I make you ask what was it Boy, you should have known by now, easy does, it. easy does it Wait a minute, wait a minute, who does it? I said easy does it But how does he do it? Easy does it, do it easy, that's what I'm doing Man, what you gonna do now? Now I'ma break it down just to tell a little story Straight out the box, from the gangster category about a sucker, a sucker named Tucker He's addicted, he's a smoker, but in Compton called a clucker He used to have a house car and golden rings But the cookie cookie crack took all those things He must have been stopping cause he broke in my house Caught the fool on the block and cold knocked the boy out Now I'm rolling for a song that I had to commit Yeah, I went to jail, but that wasn't it Got to the station by the quarter to nine Called my girl to get 
give me out cause I was down for mine The girl was a trip, cold, hung up the phone Now my only phone call was in the ganking zone All the things I did for her, like keeping her on top I swear when I get out it's gonna have to stop Well by now you can guess it, it was just my luck The bailiff of the station was a neighborhood pluck I looked him straight in the eye and said what's up And said let's make a deal, you know I do you up Now I'm back on the streets and I'm feeling good I caught the stupid girl in the neighborhood Pulled her by the hand and it was all because I had to show the girl what time it was Because I'm a gangster having fun Always got the knuckleheads on the run Hitting like that I make you ask what was it Boy you should have known by now, easy does it okay. We're gonna jump right in You are listening live to TKK Radio This is the West Coast Marathon The Ryan Show FM is taking over Los Angeles Dodgers fans, stay away from us Angels fans, we want nothing to do with Wait, you. So you want me to walk out? Bunch of losers. Oh, no, you Dodgers can stay in here. Dodgers, are you a Dodgers fan, Jovan? Of course, born and, born and raised in L.A., man. You have to be a Dodgers fan. Of course. What are your thoughts? All right, so I asked this yesterday. I was going around L.A. So first off, we got to give a proper introduction because we do have a movie star, damn it. We don't, very rarely do we have actors on this program, right? We have Mr. Cheeks. He considers himself an actor. He considers. He's been in some movies. Well, he has a single lights camera action. I mean... He's got to be, right? No, it, literally. He, he literally <laughs> was a few movies. But it's very rare that we have an actual trained actor. A real-life professional. That, that has media training. <laughs> and knows that has breath control. All the, yeah, see, you can hear him breathing over there. So well, he's got breath ado, control. <laughs> I don't know if that's a smoking rep. Is that a smoking <laughs> yeah. reference of sorts? She's just saying I'm great at swimming. I don't I'm know. just yeah, just, I, the best swimmer I've ever seen. We don't want to get any gigs. But he does it all. Dun da da da. Like realistic. I, I, I know that we're joking, but you're a good swimmer, honestly. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. I'm a good floater. But <laughs> okay, there we go. That's a start. Yeah. You got to start somewhere. Okay, oh so we do God. have Javon Armand here. Yes. Everybody, give it up. Oh wait, how do I get this? Hang on, hang on. Let me do this the right way. Hang on. He's yeah, he's a stolen and bored everyone. Oh my god! We need the proper intro. If you guys have seen Shazam, then you've met Javon mm. already. Yes, he was one of the orphans. Oh yeah, yeah. You're, you're. that's right. So let's I'm an orphan back. too, you know. Yeah, <laughs> all good. I mean, how many? Who's not? All great heroes are orphans, right? Yes, <coughs> they've all lost Starts their parents. Off, or, you, you just gotta find it, you know. I know. Uh, I don't know if it's a hero. You gotta talk to some. Uh, <laughs> Crazy old man on a bus <laughs> and hold his staff yeah. and say Shazam. Yeah, and Shazam. Exactly. And it might. Or <laughs> in Philly, for sure. You got to be in Philly when you do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. man. Well, it's an honor, man. It's just like, I wish we had that. My sound effect that's like pew 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 pew. You could install it. Don't make, don't leave it up to me to butcher the sound effects, yes, please. Yes, <laughs> yes. So let's take it back, though. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I feel like a lot of our listeners. And myself, we all have a deep love for comic books. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, I don't sit there and read comic books, but I love comic book characters, right? We got mm-hmm. to watch a lot of the great cartoons on TV. And I feel like DC always had oh, yeah. the better comic book characters. I know mm-hmm. that it's fun, Marvel. Like, the X-Men was like a fun thing, but it was more geared towards the kids. But DC, it was really dark storylines behind it. Um, and I, I just, I like that now they're starting to get it together with these new movies that are coming out. Yeah. Because they got to give Marvel a run for their money. Marvel's, it's not even fair, they're backed by Disney. Yeah. It's hard to compete mm. with something backed by Disney. <clears throat> I think it eventually is. everything is going to be owned by Disney. You think so? You think DC is going to be under it too? Who knows? I mean, they just didn't they just buy like Fox and some other uh, networks. I did not know that. I mean, yeah, they own ABC. They probably own Fox. I'm pretty sure. Um, they own Star Wars. 
They do own wow. Star Wars. Yeah. They own a lot of different brands at this point. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the cross-branding that's going to go on now, because now I bet we could have Star Wars characters in Kingdom Hearts. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know I'm saying? There's a lot of weird crossover for real, things for that real. are going to happen. Okay. Thanks. See, everybody hates corporations, but maybe it's just be one big corporation. Then we could have everything mixed <laughs> together. Well, then what happens, if, what happens if you don't like that corporation? That's a good point. Then you have no other options because everybody else is too too small. Mm. I mean, it's you inevitable, know? dude. Yeah, we're, we're on like the way. It. Actually, I, I just was <laughs> playing to take it on a side note. I was playing. You, this you're too young for this game. I would think Final Fantasy VII. You ever heard of Final uh, Fantasy VII? I've, I've heard of them, but I, I just never. I was never into Final Fantasy. It's so boring. Like you, you have oh, to. You know, this was back Joe in the day where you have to sit there That's and like, wait to hit yeah, the button. Yo, it's I'm like all GTA too. I get it. But the Final Fantasy VII storyline. See, this yes. is before we all developed massive, yes. massive ADD. Yes. You have to sit there and wait to click the button to make the attack. The Final Fantasy VII story arc was the greatest storyline I've ever oh seen my in a video game. With Cloud? With Cloud? No, but just the whole fact that it was it's the future of what's going to happen in this world. It's one mm. giant corporation that just took the entire world over, and they're destroying the planet, and they're making money off destroying it, and there's no governments <laughs> that can stop them because money is the real tool to run the world, right? Yeah. So and just some really, really deep stuff. Uh, but yeah, just a little tangent oh, yeah. to our audience out there. You know, we want to keep these guys, uh, you know, they need to be more familiar with us and our likes, right? Mm-hmm. To stay listening to this show. Oh, yeah. So let's take it to Shazam. I mean, that's a dream gig. And it's not your first yeah. gig. You started out young. You were acting on Nickelodeon, right? Mm-hmm. And a whole bunch of other stuff. So what got you into acting in the first place? Most people, when they start as kids, they're kind of like forced into it. Was it something that you were mm-hmm. naturally gravitating towards? No, it was never forced. It was actually quite the opposite. My mom did it wish for me to be in the entertainment industry simply because uh, that was her dream. You know, she wanted to do uh, Broadway. She actually got a scholarship for Broadway um, to go to New York and stuff, but her parents didn't support her at the time because, you know, back in those days, actors were just, you know, either... Now drug addicts or, or yeah, something else. Do you know, right? yeah, we all see what Harvey Weinstein did. Come on, you got to look so, up, everybody. <clears throat> so, so you know, th- th- that was just the old mentality of, of those days. Yeah. Uh, so you know, it, it crushed her dreams, but she went on to do bigger and better things. And, and now, uh, not not thanks to COVID, but because of COVID, it was easier. She uh, started her own agency, so now she mm. is a talent agent, and she is booking people theatrically and commercially. Wow. So that to me is amazing because you know. I was at a point where I was able to help start that for her. Um, so that's, like, you know, throwing a bone back to the person that has helped me with my career since I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um, but but when I started, uh, we heard about, like, some program on the radio. Yeah. I don't want to bash the radio station, but it was, like, uh, <laughs> this scam kind of thing where it was, like, get your kids on Nickelodeon or Disney Channel now. Mm-hmm. Call yeah. this number. Blah, 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 right? Yeah, of course. The and, standard uh, snake oil. Oh, my yeah. goodness. So we, we fell for it because I was just, you know, I was a kid. My mom was just trying to, you know, keep her kid happy. And I'm like, mommy, mommy, I want to get on Disney Channel and Nickelodeon, this and that. Uh, so she called it and ended up being the John Robert Powers uh, program. Oh like my that. gosh! Yeah. You, I thought you weren't gonna say it, but that's what, exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, I've been there nah, too, boy. Nah, I, we get some. <laughs> we call them out, you know. <laughs> Wait, so what is this program? I've never heard of these guys. It's basically a oh. scam. They, they try to charge you like sixteen k or something. Yeah, and, and just five k to see a casting director for Disney yes, Channel, so which crazy. is nuts because I see them like more more than I'd like to sometimes. Yeah, mm. I you know what I mean? For free. So <laughs> it's like what. Yeah, but that's how it is. It's all about who you know. Man, it must be just difficult mm-hmm. to maneuver in Hollywood in general. I mean, you've yep. been there from such a young age that you're yeah. meeting these contacts, but it just seems to be like a real in crowd. Do you ever feel like you're on the outside looking in, even though you've been inside for so long? I talk to my friends about it uh, that aren't involved in any of this and just live normal lives, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, th- they see it differently. You know, 
a lot of people get it misconstrued and say, oh, this kid's in two movies, so he must be a millionaire. It doesn't work like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, uh, those people like Tom Hanks, Nicolas Cage, all those people, like, you know, th- they had to work up to that. And, and back then, the pay was probably better. You know what I mean? So they had mm-hmm. to do, like, five, ten movies before they get, like, that million-dollar check. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, for name. sure. And, you know, so so two movies in the industry is, like, all right, you're pr- probably C-lister, B-lister at best. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you got to work your way up. So I always like to just, you know, be be humble about it and just be, you know, thank you for the opportunity, this and that. I, I'm mm. very grateful, you know. Dude, you have to sell your, you have to sacrifice babies. Do you know what you have to do <laughs> to be an A-lister? Let's be honest. No. If I ever see you as you an A-lister, to I'm going to never them. call you again and be like, Wh- whose baby did he eat, damn it? Just, this is crazy. <laughs> just know that it was a lot of praying and, and yeah. you know. Yeah, praying of, uh, as in P R A Y, not E Y. Okay, no, oh, yes, yeah. praying as in like to the Lord. Man. Yeah, to the Lord. Wow, damn it, of course. Allowed, yeah, not, not the gods it. of Hollywood, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, I started off at like eight years old. Uh, I I was like not sure that it was a hundred percent, or my mom wasn't sure that it was a hundred percent. Like I was going to be serious about it. Yeah. She thought it was like maybe a phase or something. You're eight years old. How are you going to be serious? Exactly. So she's like, all right, I'll put you in modeling. Let's see how you do that. If, if you can handle the, the pressure that comes with modeling and being in front of a judge, um, then we'll see what's up. So she put me in modeling. I did a couple things, uh, some like pageants, whatever they're called. Um, and I won like Mr. Personality, Best Western Wear. Uh, best smile, rocking beach, out, like like just. Do you remember trophies. being eight and having to compete at that level and yeah. get your get your head right at eight years old to be like, all right, yeah. other eight year old, you're going down. <laughs> I remembered it was just like a click. Yeah, like it just felt so natural. Like I was like, if I don't do this right now, I'm never gonna be in a movie or I'm never gonna have that sweet life of Zach and Cody life. Mm. So I'm like, I wanted that. <laughs> that was what I wanted: a sweet life of Zach and Cody life, just being at a. You know, I'm so old. I'm so old. I'm old enough to know that reference. Or young enough, I guess, to know that reference. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, and those guys are terrorists, in lo- like now, right? Haven't they grown up to become menaces? Dylan and Nicole? Uh, no, no. I mean, I he think probably knows them. He has to I be met, careful. Oh yeah, I guess you got to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> I met uh, one of them. They're both of them actually very briefly because I was tying my shoe. Uh, I was tying my shoe. And my mom was like, Javon, Javon, they're right there. They're, the kids oh, from that show and I'm like man did you have to stop tying your shoe no I literally told him like wait I gotta finish cause I'm a Virgo <laughs> so you know I'm very like I gotta commit so I'm tying my <laughs> shoe let me loopy, finish loop and pull you know yes, what I mean of course and then I get up and they're already gone so it's oh, like damn, damn it you had to tie like, your shoe right that's why you gotta get Velcro's <laughs> oh, that's true moving backwards rocking sketchers should be wearing um, when you were eight <laughs> right but um nah so I, I met uh, Cole Sprouse later down the line at a party uh, okay. like a house party and you know I, I was too embarrassed to just tell him like you know you kind of launched my career just being inspired by you mm. as a kid in, in that show so mm. I just kind of said what's up man you doing how you doing you chill that's what's up I'm Javon by the way alright peace out <laughs> you know that was it uh, that, was, that was literally it cause I was just yeah. like in shock I was like wow he's actually at this party and crazy. you know um, but yeah so so back to the origin story of Javon I guess um <clears throat> I, I did the modeling. I succeeded. Mm-hmm. Um, the only time I didn't win, uh, not to be cocky, but it was like I was literally in the wrong division because I was like eight years old. And, and it still division. bothers you now. I it's love it. That's, that. You need to be that competitive now. <laughs> right? He's got the perfect super villain like uh, origin story. Origin this is an story, origin story right, for here, real. He's like that yeah. one time I didn't win. <laughs> Yo. The but, one uh, time. Yeah, I even got the school <laughs> rig, you know. <laughs> 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 on me. But, um, uh, what's it called? 
I I was in a division for like I think it was like twelve to fourteen. Yeah. So I was eight at the time. I they couldn't like allow me to win because it You're was too just, young. It was yeah. Too would have screwed the whole thing up. Exactly. So they just put me in and, and gave me second place. So I was like, all right, whatever. Damn. I'll take it. Well, that's how it works though to get on these. Sh- to those that are listening, it is this extreme competition. Yeah. Mm. I worry about it. I have a son. Mm. Could be a star. Could be Could a star. Be. He's very smart. He's funny. Good look, way better looking than me. Thank God for the baby, for the wife. Thank God for my wife. Um, but it but takes yeah, a lot of commitment too. That's what it. Yeah. To, to even have the courage to sign your kid up, mm-hmm. you have to like you, you have what it took. You yeah. actually had mm-hmm. the ambition to go and do that. Not a lot of eight yeah. year olds know what they want. When Man. I was eight years old, I was killing ants and freezing and, them. In a, and real, realistically, if it was just me and a dream, it wouldn't work. You know, I, yeah. I have to, I have to give props to my mom because. Without her researching everything, figuring out what a cougar was, figuring out what a work permit was, mm-hmm. you know, without that, I would have been probably going nowhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the cougar is something that you definitely need to set up. Uh, back when I was starting, it was kind of like a newer thing, a little bit uh, like not as worth it back then. But now it's like I, I've heard like great things about it. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's like a savings account that you can't touch until you're 18. Or you can extend it till you're like 21 or whatever. It's basically like a college fund for yourself or mm. like an emergency fund, whatever. You get access to that after you uh, turn 18. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you have the choice to extend it, and then it can uh, you know occur more income and stuff, uh, accrue, whatever it's called. But, um, mm. yeah, so I, I did that. I had the Coogan. I cashed that out like when I was like 20. Nice. It wasn't like crazy amount, but it was enough to like. Ball out a little bit. Yeah, got well, a couple of music, well, got a couple of videos. I did shot some up. music videos with it. Yeah, yep. I did some music videos. Got some songs. Um, invested into stuff that was necessary at the time. Crypto, you know? <laughs> not that. <laughs> I wish uh, my cousin did, but uh, I think at the time it was like you know buying my mom a car, uh, rent or whatever at the apartment. We set it aside, stuff like that. Music video, classes, stuff, stuff that's you know. I love the dynamic like, between yeah. you and mom because I see a lot of momagers and dadagers. That's what yeah. we call them around here, dealing with <laughs> everybody because we have so many people in and out yep. of the door. And sometimes it becomes a very publicly toxic thing. Yeah, there needs to be that joint understanding mm-hmm. on both ends, and you and your mom seem to have it. Yeah, so that's like a very, very mm-hmm. beautiful thing yeah. that you're able to sustain that through these different levels and still being where you're at now and being able to work together. Hundred percent. I mean, just just for the last film, I mean, the second movie, uh, she asked me, like, hey, do you think, I, I, I know I'm, you know, not technically supposed to be out here, but I am out here to, like, kind of help you, uh, like, wake up in the mornings because I'm a terrible morning person and, and <laughs> do your taxes and do all these things. You think I could get a cut uh, to go towards my agency? And, you know, I, I sat there and thought about it. I'm like, wait, I haven't been doing this in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like she definitely deserves this. It's like, no questions asked. I said, yes. So mm-hmm. I gave her uh, a lawyer's fee. You know what I mean? Wow, see that? Yeah, so so my lawyer gets, uh, I forget if it's 5 or 10%, but that's basically what I gave Gotta her. Gotta keep mm-hmm. mom happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she, she got that, she put that towards her agency. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, she's just the best partner in crime because she's always going to have mm-hmm. my back, my best interest. Yeah. Um, just simply because, you know, you, you could give it to a friend or whatever, and yeah. they're not going to have the same interest as you. They're no, not going to be solely worried about getting you up to the top. They didn't create you. Exactly. You didn't crawl out of your friend. Exactly. (laughs) She's going to look out for you forever. It's a beautiful thing. I think that's what's really hard about this industry, too. It's just hard to, like, know who really has your back, like, genuinely. And, and, And she does, I feel like, yeah. She does a great job. Yeah, I mean, you know my mom. She really does. Well. She's she's a badass, you know. Yeah. Um 
obviously, <clears throat> when I was growing up, we had our, like, arguments or whatever, our, our like, things, but it was mostly my fault. I was just being rebellious. You know, I'm 16, <laughs> oh 15 at the time, so... You know, whatever mom says goes in one ear, out the other. Mm-hmm. And then I make mistakes, I mess up, and then I come back like, all right, you were right, but I don't really tell her that. I'm just like, Can't you were right, know. so I'm going to adjust to what you said, but you don't know that you were right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right, I'm learning right, at a young right. age how to speak to them. Exactly. So I'm like, <clears throat> I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm forever grateful for that, for mm. sure. Our right. relationship has gotten better uh, as I'm an adult now, now that I understand a lot more of what she was trying to do and set set me up to be able to basically handle this when when it comes to the time where I am going to be on my own on set or I am going to be mm-hmm. in freaking Canada by myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. yeah that's right. you got a lot ahead of you, and yeah. she's yeah. raising you well. And yeah. I noticed I was looking at your IMDb, and you've got uh, some post-production in there that's uh, not a Shazam 2. Uh, are you talking about the Dumbbells Project or, or what else? Um, yeah, the the newest one. It was on top of it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple different things that I'm attached to. Mm-hmm. It just takes time, you know. A lot right. of them are. A lot of the projects are also looking for funding. It's a great script, but the produ- production companies either have something already in line with the vibe, like it's a horror film or whatever thriller, mm. so they don't want to go double down on on thrillers, and they want to like change it up, do like a comedy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we're just waiting on on funding for that. But we do have a director, uh, a ri- the writer for sure, and mm-hmm. a couple uh, actors attached to that um, film. I believe it's a Krampus horror film. It's called Naughty. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, All right, so, what's your favorite type of movie to act in? <clears throat> to what? To act in. Because so, um, now, now this is a little diversity here. You've this got, much different types diversity. Of I'm sorry, I got to butt in right now because <laughs> diversity is like his first his 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 middle name. I mean, for real, this guy Jovan is a chameleon. Okay, he can act, he can sing, he can rap. Oh, you can he, sing too. No, I don't he's know to sing it, but I can just be rap, all right? But he really is. No, he's <laughs> maybe that Tracy, you know. <laughs> and he's good at it. That's the Yo, thing. He, he can rap. He's already. He's got some maybe stuff. In the he's but, got. But I definitely have a rapper for sure. He's got some great music in the works too. I know that he's been working hard on that too. So I mean, I want to learn about the hip hop, yeah, and about the music. I'm yeah. on the West Coast, damn it, for sure. Yeah. Who's your biggest influence when it comes to making music? Uh, well, I'm not gonna lie to you. I definitely am an M. You know, mm. uh, he's not West Coast. I know he's Detroit. He's but. pretty much West Coast. <laughs> he's Tiger Drake. So he was at the Super Bowl. Yeah, there uh, you go. but definitely. Um, <laughs> I would say Eminem for sure. Logic's pretty dope. Um, Corday is my new my newfound love. Corday is nice. nice. Yeah, he's good. Uh, I used to be a huge fan of like Jeezy, but mm. who doesn't like Jeezy, <laughs> right? But uh, I didn't like his live performances. Um, mm. I never even thought about a lot yeah. of Jeezy before. Yeah. It's supposed to be dangerous. It's, it's, yeah, no, because I'm just Jeezy, not oh, G-Eazy. G-Eazy. I thought you said Jeezy. Nah, nah, Jeezy's fire, but I'm, I'm talking about Jeezy. Okay, Jeezy. He's really big into like that's the white guy, right? Yeah, white talk. Okay, he he did the song with Cardi B. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can't even say any of those lyrics. I'm a white fan. It ain't right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. Yeah. That was a hard song, I, though, I honestly. That be, was a- I used to be a mega fan. I used to yeah. do his, like, covers and stuff. That was my first concert. It was one of his shows. Okay. Um, and what's crazy about it is that first, like, intimate concert on La Brea yeah. was, like, a cool experience. It was fire. He was a great performer. But what ended up, like, you know, turning me off about him was uh, 
Just the whiskey and the coke and, and, and the bad mm. relationship. Was he just literally stuff. blowing coke on stage? That type of thing? No, just... no. Like, just in private, you know, he got yeah. caught on the plane with it, just kind of flexing, oh, I got through TSA with coke and whiskey. Like, I mean, this is standard, bed, man. Like, this is standard rock star like, lifestyle, oh, man. Yeah. They're, they're, like, they're taking coke in their nose everywhere. This is just everywhere. Yeah, but if, if you let that affect it's a your coke performance yes. on stage, then you're, then you're a great. Exactly. Then you're a great. If you're letting it affect your performance, you're James Brown. <laughs> you're somebody huge. Like oh, I see what I see what you're saying though. Yeah, Especially as a nah, young guy. He, it's he was not, having like uh-huh. you best and like uh, you know what I mean? If you sound like that on stage because you're off the whiskey or coke and you haven't slept, bro, what are you doing? You're on yeah, Jimmy Fallon. You know what I mean? Wow, so that's a like, very good it's point. It's like what are you doing? You know what I mean? This is a profession, this is an honor. You, you talk about yeah. that in your documentary and now you're just acting way different because you got some fame. Yeah. So I don't I don't mess with that. And you're letting but, your audience down. You're letting down exactly. the people that put you there. Exactly. So I mean, I I always have love for his music and his lyricism and his story. But right now, he's just not not the kind of guy that I vibe with. You know what I mean? Mm, so Corday's definitely on that. We are, unfortunately, strapped on time in the West Coast Marathon. Is that what I'm being told and, and hearing from behind the scenes? Because like, I want to actually have you on for a long hour interview. Because we got a lot to talk about. So right? We can just sit here and talk. Hey, if he chills, we can come back. Maybe yeah, we can get we're here. Some, some dual interviews and stuff. But yeah. No, we're sending we it out. A, Audience, let us know. Yeah. Follow Javon on Instagram. What's your IG? Absolutely. Uh, it's uh, Javon Armand Official. You can find me on there. Uh, if you want to see what I'm in, definitely check out Shazam. Oh, uh, yeah. Shazam You're in the movie. trailer. Yeah. And Shazam 2. Okay. When is when is Shazam 2 coming out? Okay. Because we've been waiting. That's a great question. You know, they just changed the release I date, think it's so April 2023. No, I know that it's Saints Patty's Day. That's about it. Uh, March 17th. <laughs> so, so really I quick, before like... we wrap up, like, you know, they have yeah. you transforming in Shazam, right? You're one of these kids that turns mm-hmm. into these big superheroes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, legit. How does this what you just do the voiceover? Like, wh- how involved yeah. are you when you're the actual superhero version of it? Oh, so no, so he he takes over. Basically, yeah. what I do is there's like two mm-hmm. two tapes on the ground. One where it's like my first step. Yeah. My third step, which is when I'm already transitioning, would be where he would start. So that's crazy. Uh, yeah. So I, I walk in a frame. I get ready. I'm, I'm going in. I, I walk one, two, shazam. You know what I mean? And then boom, transition. Smoke comes. He starts walking, and that's how they do it. Uh, it takes a couple takes because it is very intricate. You got to be mm. perfect with the like timing. Otherwise, wow. you know, wow. it could throw it off in editing and stuff. Dude. So, do you have to build a chemistry with the guy that plays the same character as yeah, you? Of course. Uh, you know, the first movie it was hard because we didn't have a table read. We didn't yeah. have one for this one either. But I already knew him from the first one briefly. Uh, I ended up just getting his number from the call sheet and just called him up. I was like, "Yo, what's up, bro? We got to talk." He's like, "Who's this?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm you. I'm you. I'm Javon. The young yeah, version yeah. of you." <laughs> so That's he's great. like, "Oh, what's up? Yeah, I've been meaning to talk to you. We got we got to talk this out. Let's 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 brainstorm and let's yeah. uh, let's really figure this out." Uh, so yeah, so I I told him like basically how I was taking it. He was like, "Yeah, they showed me some of your scenes. I totally dig the way you were going about it. I think I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take things from what you did yeah. and just kind of." emphasize it in a more like all right he's getting his confidence now that he's in his like uh, ideal body right the yeah, superhero exactly. version um so that's what it is because you know pedro he, he's all about muscles he wants muscles you know yeah. I mean? in, in the first movie you see his dumbbells yeah exactly he's in always- the house so he's he's trying to get them gained so um you know it, it's just it's perfect that he gets the power of hercules because that's all he wanted see so. that so and to find out more about the power of hercules i guess you have to stay tuned there is no Release date as of right now. We got pushed uh, back a little. No, bit. no, we do. Uh, next year, March seventeenth. Oh, it is okay. So yeah. March seventeenth. Okay. Yeah. All right, we got something to look forward to. So follow uh, Javon Armand on uh, Instagram. Yeah, Javon and are you Armand on official? Official. And on Twitter Instagram. is just Javon Armand. Yeah. Are you on Twitter often? 
briefly, like just to promote <laughs> stuff or just be like, yo, the Dodgers won, you know? Yeah, it's hard. I'm not one of those guys that come up with these uh, intricate quotes. I'd, I'd rather just sit on the radio. Yeah. You know what I'm I saying? Can, it's, I it's hard. I intricate quotes like sometimes and I'll just like tweet it and if it doesn't get enough likes, I'll delete it. You delete it. it. Yeah, That's exactly. what I'm saying. I feel like I make the worst quotes ever. I'm like, I'll, I'll be so certain. I'm like, yo, this one's getting two likes. This is, right? This Fine, one's like, getting right. retweeted once. It's the one that's going to blow me on? up. I'm already verified, but I need more followers to do it. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. Well, I wouldn't know about the verified part, but yeah, sure, exactly. <laughs> it's just back <laughs> yeah. to what you said, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, Jovan, <laughs> it's been an honor hanging with you, dude, and we're going to bring you on again. Mm-hmm. Follow him, folks. This is a wrap for the West Coast Marathon Part 1. We're going to be back with more celebrities, more call-ins from all over the country. We are going nonstop. This is a marathon, and we are 100 miles and running, folks. We'll see you at the same time in the same place next week or live if you're with us right here at TKK Radio. We'll be back. Mm-hmm.